WQAM Miami Fort Lauderdale presents the Neil Rogers Show. Oh. Talk to Neil. Call 567 for David Broward. Okay. The opinions of Neil, his guests, callers, or anyone else on the show do not necessarily reflect those of WQAM, Beasley Read Acquisitions, or the Beasley Broadcast Group. Now, Neil Rogers on Sports Radio 560 QAM. Scientologist now. It's 1016 at 560 WQM. We got rid of Newt, baby. Oh. There you go. And we came within a few minutes of getting rid of Saddam, Gadam. Man, you realize that we're only like 15 minutes away from launching those goddamn bombs? 15 minutes. And then we're about to do it. And he's, well, maybe not. It's not too late. Not too late to start now. Let's uh, bomb them into the Stone Age. Oh. All those lunatics, all those 10th world people. And you know, this is very sad. Speaking of 10th world people, you're not supposed to say this. But you remember, of course, this uh, horrendous destruction that we had from Hurricane Mitch. And so, you know, my only visit to Latin America in my life has been to Caracas once for 24 hours, which was more than enough. And driving to those Las Montañas from the airport to the city and looking at those hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of desperados living up there in the hills, waiting to pounce on the city and anybody with money late at night, and you can imagine why. And I said to myself, guess what? This uh, blows. This is the 400th world. Why would any tourist with any serious money who, has, you know, values his safety, number one, or cares about his quality of life, number two, waste his time and money going there? You'd have to be out of your mind, off your rocker. So let me say it for the 500th time. Once you get south of the Texas border, and I use that only, I understand, but once you get south of that Texas border, I use it only because we can relate to the fact most of us that is in the USA, at least uh, technically, you're dealing with the uh, 50th world. Once you get into the Caribbean, Central America, South America, and I'm not saying that these are bad people, but they live in squalor, most of them, in poverty. Yes, there are some of those people like Luis who's got his big mansion there on Acapulco on the uh, Bay. That's great. But there are too many people with that kind of money down there. And even the ones who are have discovered that their money ain't worth a crap anymore anyhow. So I just mentioned that in passing. Can we take this one call because they might still actually be on there? Mobile in Fort Lauderdale? Hey, Neil. Welcome back. Thank you. Hey, George did a great job. Yeah. Um, and also, did you get... I guess you probably know by now that Steve Goldstein did the hockey game the other night. Yeah, I'm getting to that. I have a long laundry list. Boy, that was something else. It looked, sounded like a little high school game. Did it really? Because George yeah, was he, telling me that the people in here were raving. He got rave reviews about it. He did. He didn't do a bad job play-by-play. Play, I find that hard to believe, but yeah. His voice. Uh-huh. It's terrible to listen to it. Another shot. Oh, it's uh, wide. Uh, it's wide. Now the rebound is happening. Yeah. 
Other than that, it was okay, but it's yeah. just so annoying you can't listen to I it. I think one of the reasons he got high marks is that the only, only barometer most of the people down here have to compare him to was Christina. Come on. That's exactly you know, right. They're not saying too much. Yeah, because he's, he's awful in his own way. The worst. But, the all-time uh, worst. Until you hear the you know good announcers from you know the Boston area and Detroit and stuff like that, you don't know what they what to expect. All they got to gauge by is Chris Moore. Yeah. Okay, have a good day, Neil. Thanks for the good news, sir. Yeah, Geldy. Chris Moore's plane came in late here again. It's like that Lou Gehrig story. You know, Wally Pip gets sick. Hey, Wally, loan me your glove. Lou Gehrig plays the next 50,000 games in a row. Wally never gets to play again. Same thing's probably going to happen with Christina Moron. Geldy is uh, getting such rave reviews. I don't even know which game that was. Do you, do you know when that was? Can you give me a ballpark and I'll tell you because they beat the Rangers and the Flyers back to back. We have calls. Huh? Queued up and ready to go if you want to hear them. We have calls from what? The, the Geldy thing. Oh, yeah, let's hear them. Kalashik for the Panthers. He's got the second rebound. Stayed that score. It's the ball for Owen Kabasha. He banged it in. Richter stopped the first one. And the big 20-year-old, the Russian for the cap, puts him on the board. The big house is up. One-nothing Panthers. The great one holds. Still holds. Hanging out in his... Uh, already that's better than Chris Moore. By No, seriously, by a mile. I mean, Geldy can't help with the fact that he was gelded at birth and he's got no, uh, no balls and he's got a horrible voice. But other than that, that's a damn good job, especially in light of the fact that he was uh, unprepared. He just found that he's just sitting there ready to do his usual thing. Usu you know, his usual Wayne Hypinga thing, sitting there being the house show, sucking around, covering up for the uh, ineptitude of the organization. And uh, guess what? Chris Moore's plane didn't show up. His uh, plane has been delayed. <clears throat> Geldy, you're chosen. You're it. You're going to do the game. And under the circumstances, just what I heard there, just the 20 or 30 seconds right there, is more animated, more uh, descriptive than anything Chris Moore has done in the five seasons plus so far put together. Nice going, Geldy. Oh. See? But I still keep thinking of, you know, I'm in my hotel room in Amsterdam, and there's a story on CNN on the sports about Peekaboo Street. Now, I realize that's a ridiculous name. Like most people in sports have ridiculous names. Peekaboo. What what kind of parents? I think most parents That's stupid. Like I said, stupid parents. Wait, is there something wrong with him? No, George was just asking me before during the break. It has been discussed. It has okay. been discussed that maybe there's something physically wrong with Hank, like maybe he's choking on his own fat or something like that. <laughs> huh? No, seriously, because he's slurring his, was his words and like uh, fell asleep on the air. Well, you know, do you remember when we were at IOD and he had that sleeping? What do they call that? Narcolepsy. He's stealing stuff? No, seriously. He, he had a, a, a sleep. Well, you know, when you make those big bets, you know, when things are going bad, he had a sleeping disorder of some kind. I'm, I'm not laughing at Hank. It's just the idea that if, if there's something wrong there, because I know when you're fat. I mean, look at me right now. Although I'm not any fatter. I weighed the same as when I left. In fact, I would have weighed less if I would have eaten less candy. They put that candy in the mini bars in your hotel room. And, you know, when you're in the mood for a little snack, you open it up and eat that candy. It's not even good candy. But other than that, uh, you know, a couple of trips to McDonald's, you don't have, when you're doing all that drugs, you don't have time to eat. Although that skunk makes you, you know, get the munchies, but nevertheless, who's got time to eat when you're doing all those drugs in Al Goldstein's apartment? Oh, by the way, you'll be pleased to know that we're some pre-wrapped joints. Because Al don't have time to be rolling it on for me in New York. I beg your pardon. Because it's party illegal party. in New York. It's not illegal in Amsterdam. And so I get a fire report from John that there were some uh, package of pre-rolled joints in Al's apartment. All ready to go. Because, you know, 
if anybody needs uh, you know some help in stimulating his appetite, it's Al. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Alan, hey, in fact, Hank ought to take up some stuff. There you go. Maybe Hank's gotten into some bad weed or something. So we're going to be discussing that. Is there something physically wrong with Hank Goldberg? That's going to be one of our topics today. So anyway, so they have this thing on Peekaboo Street on CNN. And I, I have no idea what she did. I, who cares? She was an Olympic fill-in-the-blank, you know. Another very unimportant person that the media make a, lot, a big song to dance about. Peekaboo. Hey, Peekaboo, how you be doing? So anyway, uh, every time I see that, I just, for days on end, after I see her name on TV, I think of the day that Geldy was doing the sports update in the morning and called her Picabo Street. Picabo. Now, if Geldy had like a normal voice, it would, it would have been amusing, but it wouldn't have had the same impact on my life. But every time I hear that name, I think of Geldy saying Picabo Street. And it just, just the way he says that, just that horrible grating on the blackboard kind of sound that he makes when he opens up his course. But that was pretty damn good. I'm impressed, Geldy. Now, if we just had one of those, you know, we had that spot where they just played the, uh, the last uh, 20 minute break there on the worst team about the voice being slowed down, whatever spot that is. If we could have a machine, because they do have those things, like the, the uh, voice uh, uh, thing, what, they, what are we call it? Shredders. The, the shredders, yeah, that we had at the other station. The modulators, something like that. Yeah. And if we could slow Geldy's voice down, I think he could uh, start right away. Do that game in Boston on Thursday. Get rid of that goddamn Christina moron. I think we actually found something that Geldy is capable of doing if we could just manipulate his voice a little bit. So what do you think? Is Hank under the weather or what? So speaking of people who need to be uh, manipulated with their voice, see, have no panic about the NBA. Don't be too worried about these guys missing any meals now because the NBA season isn't going. And how about that fire? That made CNN, made that all over the world. A lot of people thought that was very funny for some reason. Yeah, fire on the American Airlines Center right there in downtown Miami on the roof. Fire on the roof in downtown Miami. And what I found most amusing was when they were saying, well, there was uh, no, no injuries and no damage. Well, how, how could there have been no damage when the whole goddamn upper level of the thing was on fire? I mean, uh, talk about... Well, you know, Mickey Harrison, he's got his dad, he's got the $9 million, a billion dollars over there in Israel, and Mickey's got all the other perks, and the city is building him another slip in there. He can flip it in and stick it to you again with those damn cruise ships raping the public. By the way, don't pay any taxes in this country. But nevertheless, so who cares if he has a little fire? They got good insurance on there. In fact, maybe that was part of the deal. Maybe things weren't going real well, you know what I'm saying? Always, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not making any accusations. I'm only thinking out loud. I'm only speculating, because I've known people in my lifetime who every now and then they have a convenient fire, and it works out well. Oh, let's see, that spot's not coming up this hour. Okay. 10... 10.20 a.m. You can kiss my rear end. I'm speaking of black, by the way, so getting back to Carl Malone of the NBA, who do not be playing at the moment, but he'd be doing a radio talk show. See, this is one of the great things. Not only did the ex-docs take over the... Uh, first, they took over all the color, not colored, color jobs on the sports. Have to have somebody in the booth who's an analyst because he played the game. He once wore a jock strap. Okay. Then all of a sudden, they became play-by-play guys, like the very illiterate Fran Healy, guys like that, like Joe Dodgiola, guys like that, illiterate at best. Now, now the rest of us better really watch it because now they got to do talk shows. That's the new deal. So they were showing clips on CNN of Carl Malone. In fact, there's a real scathing you know, rip on him in the paper this morning, which maybe you read, maybe you didn't, but I don't have time. 
They showed a clip from the talk show he'd be doing, and he'd be saying on there, uh, if, if you'll be saying that I do not be doing, taking good care of my family, then you'll be, I'll kick your ass, and stuff like that. And I thought to myself, yeah, here's another example of what America's all about. Illiterate assholes, gigantic egos being paid millions. Oh, and guess what? Oh, where the hell's my paper? Jesus Christ. Got so many things we may have to. In fact, just trying to take a nap. Okay, we'll do uh, another four hours. No, oh, seriously, you think there's something wrong with him? Uh huh. Where the hell is that article? Uh, what what sports section do that be in that I that my mother saved? Here it is, from yesterday's Sun Sentinel. Wide receiver Charles Jordan landed in jail and was cut by the Dolphins on Saturday. Didn't I? Weren't we talking about Charles Jordan on this show? Uh -huh. On that uh, pros and cons book that I was recommending you go out and buy if you got a brain and want to find out what it's really all about. Kind of a bunch of scumbags we got there in the NFL. Role models for your kids. After uh, let's see, after a violent fight in which three police officers said they kicked him out of a downtown nightclub in Fort Lauderdale. No stranger to violence off the field. Jordan is finished with the Dolphins, Coach Jimmy Johnson said. We'll let the judicial system run its course, but he has no future with this team, Johnson said. He was released on $1,625 bond at 9.20 a.m. Saturday. His court will be set later. The officer said they managed to subdue Jordan, 5'10", 190 pounds, only after a fourth man, a bar employee, went to their rescue. Yeah, if you go into the whole story here, it was a, a nasty, a uh, hostile, a wild confrontation. Police said it was obvious Jordan was intoxicated. They asked him to leave the bar. He asked to return inside. The officers told him he'd be arrested on a trespassing charge if he didn't leave. He told the officers they would have to arrest him. They tried. The officers ordered Jordan to put his hands behind his back as one grabbed his right arm and another officer grabbed his left. The two tried putting Jordan's hands behind his back, but he pulled them back. Charles Jordan and the Dolphins won't see him no more. Just thought I'd get into that very timely. We got Carl Malone doing the talk shows, talking illiterate trash on the radio. That's America for you, baby. We're doing it. Here's a mobile in Aventura. Hello. Yeah, uh, Neil, uh, about Chris Moore. He, and last year, he used to get overly excited about everything, except uh, a good play by the opponent. And uh, this year, he seems like he's like... Uh, uh, now, sleeping pills when he's doing his uh, thoughts. Uh, yeah. But, maybe uh, he's flipping a Mickey. I tell you, I tell you uh, Jody definitely was a uh, much improvement. You know, and by the way, like you said one time, uh, uh, Jim, for example, Jim Mannish would say if his opponents made a good play, he'd be impressed by it. But uh, Chris Mann never gives any other team any credit. Yeah. And, uh, but. Uh, by the way, you, you sounded real good. Your vacation uh, did you right. Yes, it did. All right. And have a great day. Thank you, sir. My vacations always do me right. Only problem is a little bit cold there, like in the 40s. A little rainy. You know, that typical uh, North Sea kind of weather. You dress for it. It's not that bad, but every day you get the feel. And it isn't so much the uh, being outside in the elements. It's the inside in the hotel room with that dry heat, you know, and the old-fashioned radiators. And, you know, oh, yeah. And you wake up in the middle of the night and, you, and your nose is starting to like fill up in your throat. You get that little red. But every day I'd wake up feeling fine. Because you know when you're doing all those drugs, it enables you to sleep uh, for hours and hours and hours. I mean like well into the afternoon. And then you get up and you do some more. I mean let's just make up a whole bunch of good stuff here, okay? Like all those beautiful women that I was doing there in Amsterdam. Oh, yeah. 
couple of starches, too. Oh, that's and uh, we don't hear about them all dying from emphysema and lung cancer, because I'm sure they are. They just don't talk about it too much. No, it's not the way they hold me. <laughs> George was just giving me the, the... The Russians do that. The Russians do that. They hold the cigarette like with their hand... Uh, ass backwards. Huh? That's not comfortable, by the way. How do you know that? I tried it. Well, if you, when you're holding the flask of vodka in the middle of your, you know, between your thumb and your forefinger, you have to do like this to get the faggot in your mouth and the cigarette, too. But anyway, Europeans are just smoking up a storm, and uh, nobody seems all uptight about it. Nobody seems to care. They're smoking anything that grows in the ground, anything that they can wrap up into a, uh, into a wrapper. They're smoking it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. I bet you do. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. How you doing? Okay, sir. Is that Jordan guy? Was he a gang member? Yes. Oh, just checking. Um... Yeah, um, not only is he, was he a gang member, but he also uh, was sending part of his salary to the gang every year, month. Everybody sends part of that salary to his lawyer, which he ain't going to be getting. Right. <laughs> anyway, weren't you a little bit worried about terrorism over there when, uh, like, all that Iraq stuff going on? I'm no. Sure. No? Okay. No. That oh, no, I mean, Amsterdam is as far away from Baghdad as it is from here, so well, of course we are. Well, uh, maybe not. Okay. I'm not sure. I'm not good at my geography with Amsterdam. I guess it's near London, right? Kind of close. Right. Anyway, all right, forget it. Gordy was pretty good, actually. I hate to admit it. But I got to turn off pop bands, so that was kind of nice. And gold, I actually was able to close my eyes. And they passed their radio broadcast since the beginning of the organization and the franchise. The first time that uh, people have actually been able to hear a description of what was taking place in the game. There was nothing worse than leaving a game from any, you know, leaving the Panther game and trying to put on the radio and trying to get a hold of what was going on if you just watched it. Forget it. Ugh. He just won't do it. And, you know, I think this points up another one of the brilliant ideas. This is part of the Dean Jordan syndrome that's left over. It's hiring guys, carpetbaggers like Bill Zimfer on the Dolphins and Chris Moore on the, uh, on the Panthers, who are out-of-town guys who don't live here, who have no interest in this place, who know nothing about it, and fly in every now and then when they feel like it to do a game and then go back to Philly or Jersey or wherever the hell they came from. You really should live here. That's pathetic. Yeah. They, they really should. You can't be devoted to the team if you're not in the area. Well, no, we don't want Chris Moore living here. I mean, we've got enough problems already, so I think the answer is uh, go back to the Devils. He brags about driving those nice beamers and stuff. Mm -hmm. That's great. Not driving them uh, I heard Hank the day after the, the sleeping event. Supposedly what, what was that all about? I was thinking <laughs> I'd be flooded with calls about it. I'll tell you one thing. The next day, I, I was listening to Hank. He sounded like he was tanked. I mean, he was on there. Tank? Tank Goldberg? I was going to say, the tanker. But, you know, anyway. Um... It was, it was brutal. I mean, he was. He said about 40 seconds worth of stuff, and it sounded like me on a bad day. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm kind of. In other words, the word is the word you're looking for incoherent. Uh, very much. Huh. And, uh, it was unbelievable. And George did a great job. Um, I liked his voice. Don't get too carried away. Well, it was, he did a great job. It was, he went with the flow. It was good. Yeah. So, uh, Hank, buddy, get some help. Hank. Okay. Well, we'll get some. Uh, thank you, sir. We'll get some comment on that. Because uh, we need to keep Hank healthy. And one of the ways to do that is stop feeding him so much goddamn food, I think. Because he has ballooned up to a, uh, you know, a gigantic 560, 800-pound uh, gorilla is what he kind of look like now. You know, I've seen him on ESPN every now and then. Oh, and I love these guys. Oh, Hank, you look great on ESPN last week on my big screen, a 70-inch screen, you know? More of these ass suckers. Don't call up and say, uh, you look great. Say, hey, you look uh, fat, Hank. Lose some weight so we can keep you on the air for a few years. Jesus Christ Almighty, these people, these ingratiating ass suckers. Hey, you really look great. Like these people that come up to me. Oh, why are you always talking about being fat? You're not fat. The hell I'm not. I got a big load right here in my hands. I'm talking about fat that you wouldn't believe. I can pinch a foot. I can't pinch an inch. I can pinch a foot. 
We have two open lines in Dade, two in Broward, 5670560, Tom 560 on a mobile one line. As we continue trying to get to the bottom of the uh, Tank Goldberg situation, here's a mobile. Oh, hello. Mobile in Naples. Hello, dear. Yes, I do, sir. Uh, what Hank is suffering from is Tickwickian syndrome. Yeah. Mean, uh, meaning what? Has he been picking it? No, we make you know the Pickwick papers, Charles Dickens, those big fat guys sitting around with the big bellies? Yeah. Well, when you have a big belly, your diaphragm doesn't uh, extend fully to breathe, and you fall asleep because of lack of oxygen to the brain. That's what Hank has, and he probably leans over, you know, when he's right. on the radio and that right. kind of thing, and he restricts his diaphragm, and all he has to do is lose about 30 pounds, and uh -huh. he'll have that problem. Excellent. Thank you, sir. I think you solved the problem right there. Get rid of 30 pounds of ugly, grotesque, disgusting fat. Get rid of maybe a couple of those chins would be a good start. Huh? And get rid of, like, one uh, La Caja Fool there, right, uh, right where the perfect is. I know it's not easy. Easier said than done. And, of course, Hank's doing a show at Shula Steak, too, today. So, you know, he's sitting there right in the middle of food. You can hear him eating. You can, of course, who am I to talk about eating on the air? But I don't have that kind of a weight problem. I don't fall asleep on the air. I mean, some of the calls, believe me, I could easily. Oh, and by the way, speaking of that, I got a really a couple of nice uh, birthday cards again, like after the fact, but better late than ever, from the people at the um, Miami Post Office, the Miami PNDC, uh, D, PND Center, whatever the hell it stands for. Thanks to uh, Ken and Judy and Billy Bob and all these, and even some guy wrote something in Hebrew on there. Something pornographic, I believe. And then to make sure that it wasn't too pleasant when I came back, here's a nice uh, note. From Basil Giannotes in uh, Long Key. Lastly, has an address and a name probably made up who says, Neil God. Now, stop and think about it. It starts out saying, Neil God. I've been listening to you for years on and off. Recently, I got to see you for the first time on TV. Do you have any idea what a pukey looking person you are? Signed, Basil Giannotes. And pukey, like highlighted in orange, yeah, spelled P U K Y. The answer to your question is, uh -huh. sure. I know what a pukey-looking guy I am, which is why I'm on a radio. But it's just the idea that, you know, you don't even know how to spell pukey. That disturbs me, Basil. Okay, whatever your name is, Basil, Rathbone. How's Chicago Street doing, by the way? Day lines are wide open. Five, six, is a mobile in Hialeah. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. Uh, George did a good job. Yep. Pretty good. Um, I don't know if you... Cut it was my idea. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you caught any of the, the bad news while you were over in Europe. About? Uh, about Paula Jones. He got a big check from some guy who uh, basically he just wanted the thing to end like the rest of us. And he said, look, if, if Clinton will give you a settlement, I'll give you a million Sir, bucks. Sir, I hate to break the news to you. The, 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 what you're talking about, the Abe Hirsch, first they settled the thing on Friday for 850000 I right. mean, I'm over there in Europe, okay? I'm over there 5,000 miles away doing a lot of drugs, and I know what's going on here, and you're here, and you have no idea what's going on. Right. After he offered that money, then she settled, didn't take the money from him, and never got the apology, which... You know, when she started the suit, that was the whole thing. So the apology, the apology thing was dropped months ago. Exactly. When they started negotiating a financial settlement, they dropped that. So what, what are you informing me of, sir? Uh, just, just the ridiculousness is over. The ridiculousness of what? Of the whole lawsuit, having to listen to this thing. And of the Paul and Joan, but that's not what we've been hearing about. She's got nothing to do with Monica. That's only like a little part of it. That's only one little ingredient. Well, yeah, because the Monica thing was started because she was Which is why we ought to be bombing the hell out of Iraq right now, bombing them into the Stone Age. Here, you know, I love people who talk crap, which is most of the human race. 
For example, you hear them say, how did the world sit back and allow the Holocaust to go on? Like Milosevic with his ethnic cleansing over there in Serbia isn't doing the same thing now for how many months this has been going on? That they've been, uh, they've been slaughtering these people? And like Hussein wasn't attacking his own people with poison gas, the Kurds in northern Iraq? The last time we were there. And then the interesting part of this whole thing is that makes it so ludicrous is they're admitting. They're saying, oh, well, you know, when your inspectors, when the U.N. inspection team comes in here, they're finding these things. They're finding things that they're doing. Weapons of mass destruction. Chemical weapons. And maybe now we decided we'll let you come back in. Now that we got within 15 minutes of being bombed in the Stone Age, now we'll let you back in. And we say, okay, okay, we believe you. And how does the world sit back? I mean, if I ever hear that from anybody again, if I ever read it in an article or in a book, I'll, I'll throw up all over the goddamn book. How do we sit back and allow it to go on? Because it's easy. That's why it's not happening to us. So we let it go on. Just like that whole bunch of bullcrap about Middle East peace. What did I tell you about that? And they're busy blowing each other up again like they always will be. There was a great there was a great clip. And by the way, the BBC, even though some of it is pretty stodgy like the British themselves, blows CNN away. There's no contest. Much more interesting stuff on it. After the latest terrorist attack by the Palestinians, so they got an interview with an Israeli woman. And she said, we wish, a lot of us wish the United States would stop inter intervening and stop trying to do uh, uh, do-gooders. Because, first of all, they're goyim. And I just fell off the bed, on the floor, holding my side, thinking about Picabo Street. I mean, I just peed my pants. Here was actually somebody else in the media using the word goyim. And she was just some crazy old bitch over there in Israel, you know. And, of course, they have to be crazy because who in their right mind wants to live there? Like I've said before, like that piece on 60 Minutes a few weeks ago, the Israeli kids, the Arab kids, they were up in Maine. Give them the state of Maine, okay? Give them some warm clothing. They're not used to that uh, climate. Give them the whole state of Maine, all the same people from over there that want to live in peace and harmony in a place that might be a little bit civilized. Bring over your Israeli girlfriend and the banger would be a good place to settle. What? It's 11.50, 10, whatever the hell it is. It's three minutes before 11 at 5. Six. Lauderdale. Tonight on Sucks TV, Wanda was a down-and-out waitress with only one hope that an angel could somehow turn her life around. Unfortunately for Wanda, things were about to be botched by an angel. Then, on Medicine Quinn, Dr. Woman. What was the booger-causing malady that infected the children at the quaint little one-room school? How can one obviously anorexic frontier female doctor stop an Indian war and remove the sheriff's embarrassing tattoo before his marriage to the school arm? Medicine Quinn, Dr. Woman. And on Diagnosis Dead Guy, Dick Van Dyke and a bunch of other old actors get together to solve a fairly easy case that you won't have to think too hard about. Sucks TV. All reruns from CBS. No violence, no foul language, no new shows. Absolutely nothing you haven't already seen before. That's because we run the same three shows every night, over and over. So sit your family down in front of Sucks TV tonight, and before you know it, they'll all want to start reading books, talk to each other, maybe take a walk, anything but watch TV. Watched by an angel, Medicine Quinn, Doctor Woman, and Diagnosis Dead Guy. If it's not a rerun or a canceled TV series, you won't see it on Sucks TV. Okay, thanks, buddy, but it's 11:03. 
at 560 WQM. We got 400 open lines here this morning on a Monday. Typical, and I knew this before I came back in here this morning. It's Monday. I've been away for a week in Georgia to find job, but now it's changing of the guard. Now we got a whole. And plus, of course, that morning show. Boy, I want to tell you. See, now that I'm back from this vacation, one of the things I decided is that I'm not holding anything back. You know, these next four years and uh, one and a half months, whatever it's going to be. Now that I'm counting, I'm just not holding anything back. You know, I mean, the morning show basically on this station blows. That's all. I mean, they, you don't have to go into a long, big dissertation. I would if you wanted me to, and I might anyway, even if you don't. But it just blows. And part of the reason being that you got all these misfit callers. I keep telling them, stop taking phone calls on that goddamn show. Stop listening to these idiots who have no idea what they're talking about. But they just won't do it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Neil. They should learn from us. Just stop taking calls. Yes, sir. Welcome back, sir. Sure. Easy for you to say. Yeah. Um, I've been in a few times. My parents are from there. It's a great place to be. Yeah. Um, I'm calling to uh, relay to you that George did a wonderful job over mm -hmm. the weekend. I mean, over the week. Caps off a perfect week by giving me a case of beer. Yeah. So, don't say welcome back. Okay, thanks, pal. That was, see, what did I say? What did I tell you? You got the guy before him who doesn't know Abe Hirschfeld from Abe Lincoln, who thinks it's a major bulletin. Hey, I, I hate to break the news to you, sir, but we actually, over there in Europe, they actually have newspapers like USA Today with a lot of color pictures and stuff in it, and the International Herald Tribune, and they got CNN and the BBC and TV and radio and uh, magazines and stuff. I know that's hard to believe. Okay, one call left on the board here. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Hey, Neil. Welcome back. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, George did, uh, did a fine job over the week. Um, very, uh, very entertaining. Um, Neil, I want to ask you... I gave a bunch of stuff away, too, I understand. But anyway... Well, okay. I, I'm, I'm not, not a so... Uh, He's that... no fool, I understand. <laughs> I don't know how much you have to do. I'm, I'm not giving any stuff away on this show ever again. If George wants to do it, that's okay. I, I understand his uh, feelings about it. Right. When you buy uh, calls, that's okay. Neil, um, next year I'm going to uh, Europe. And uh, we, my wife and I have been debating what, what should we take. And uh, we come to what the conclusion... I mean, which trip should we take? Uh, yeah. And uh, we have chosen the Madrid, Paris, and London. What do you think about that? I was just wanted to get your opinion of it. Since you're, uh, really? Yeah. What do you suggest? Well, it depends on what you like. I mean, uh, well, you, I, I never you been to, to Europe, so I, I, where would it be a good place to start? I mean, I, we're talking 13 days in Madrid, Paris, and London. So. Yeah. <laughs> Three bad choices, I would say. Really? Yeah. Hated Madrid, hated Paris. Wouldn't go to London if you paid me by the minute. Really? Unless you like spotted dick. <laughs> why, why would you want to go to London? What, what are you well, going to do? I, I, I well, mean, what, no, seriously, let, let me ask you this. Honestly, what, yes. Paris I can understand because okay. of all the, you know, and, and obviously you want to go to uh, Madrid because you're a Julio. Right. But why, why would you want a fan? <laughs> no, that, that was somebody in the background. Oh. No, but really, yeah. I mean, I have so many, so many tours here to take. I don't know which one to take. And don't go to London, please. I'm begging you. Don't do it. But w what do you suggest at least? Uh, Italy. Italy would be good. Why not? Why not go to Rome for a couple of days? Go to Rome, Paris, and Madrid. That would be spectacular. That would be a Rome, wonderful time. Paris and Madrid. Oh, that would be 13 days that uh, you would die for. Mm. If you went to London, you'd say, "Let's get the hell out of this joint now." You ever been to Austria? To where? Austria. No. Mm. Well, what are you going to do in Austria? Well, I don't know. It's just eat, part, eat, one of the part of the story. Eat Wiener schnitzel, I guess, if, if you're into that. 
guess so. Well, but seriously, when you stop and think of Austria, other than being, you know, very much like the Nazis during World War II, other than that, what are the Austrians famous for? I have no idea. Like maybe music? You know, are you into classical music? No, oh, yes, I am very. You are? Yes. Then I would go to Vienna. I, I'm into, uh, in, what's this guy's name, the big-time guy now, um, Andrea Bocelli. You, know, you won't find him in Austria. <laughs> last time I, I checked, it was Guido, last time I looked. So you said Rome, Italy, and Madrid, right? That would be good three choices? No, Rome is in Italy. Oh, I'm sorry. In Rome, Italy, and Sicilia would be good. Sicilia. Sicilia. Spaghetti Siciliana would be good. No, Rome, Italy. Paris, and Madrid. Okay. Although, if you're going to go to Spain, why wouldn't you want to go to Barcelona? I don't know if I want to go there or not. Why not? Barcelona. I heard people there don't take showers. Where? In, in, uh, no, that's Madrid. In, in Madrid, that's right. They stink? They smell bad. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't mean that much of a difference. But, 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 see, I'd start out in Paris because the French all stink to begin with. Then, then, and of course, in Rome, there are some of the schleppers in Rome that don't smell too good. So you'll get used to it by the 13th day. In fact, you'll stop taking a shower. Your whole family will smell just like they do. You won't know the difference. That's right. Have a great time, pal. You too. Okay. Thanks. There you go. We straighten his ass out. He's going to go to London. Is there anybody in their right mind that would ever want to go to London? No. Jesus. And, and you want to, and this guy's got no excuse because he's a spick, okay? So he can spick it upon but, but these people, these Americans that go to London, you want to know the number one reason they go there? They speak English. Right. That's right. Even though they're constipated, even though they're boring, even though there is no such thing as uh, British cuisine other than that goddamn spotted dick and the chips and uh, whatever the hell crap they're fish and chips. Jesus Christ. Even Arthur Treacher is dead for crying out loud for me to that garbage. You definitely don't want to go to England. Believe me when I tell you, those people, and yeah, on the weekend, the same British punks come over there to Amsterdam, and they act, they get drunk, and they get rowdy, and they run around in the streets making noise and acting like real assholes. And just like you expect to see Paul Revere, because you hear all of those people saying, oh, here come, here come the British. The British are coming all over the place. Squirt, squirt. All over each other. Jesus, get them out of there. See, that's the only, the only negative, besides the weather being crappy in Amsterdam, the only negative is it's so goddamn close to England. And all those constipated, repressed Brits, every time they want to go out and have a good time and just uh, cut it loose, that's where they go, to Amsterdam. If we could just get rid of those people and those island people, how are we going to get rid of those drug-dealing island people? Maybe send them back to the islands would be a good idea. Come on. Ten minutes after 11 at 5, round 567, 0560, pound 560 on the AT&T line. Want to hear a lot more about narcolepsy? Maybe we have. Oh, God, Neil. The following is a paid public service announcement, and I'm here to tell you a little something about handguns. They scare the shit out of people and intimidate them into giving you whatever you want. That's right, handguns. Think about it. Need some cash? Rob a bank. Don't have enough money for beer? Call up a convenience store. Take some chips and pretzels while you're at it. It's all free if you've got a handgun. Some son of a bitch cheating on your girlfriend? Kill him. The simple solution to life's complex problems. All you have to do is wait the five days for it, and happiness is just around the corner. Hell, if you don't want to wait the five days, who cares? Buy the damn thing off the street. Just buy a lot of handguns. It's a great alternative to working problems out and can be considered a population controller. Yes, handguns. They just might make you famous. 1115 at 560 WQM. So anyway, our Center One total, which we're having a bitch of a problem with this uh, Center One campaign this year for uh, reasons which I can't exactly put my finger on. 
Our total is 60429 bucks. That's as of 10 o'clock this morning. And uh, the Borders people, what can I say about Borders? We're going to be at Borders in Kendall this Saturday from noon to 2. Do we have an address? 9205 South Dixie. 9205 South Dixie. It's always one of my favorite moments in my life is when I hop back on that Dixie Highway. Oh, does that bring back memories, huh? All of them bad. Uh -huh. Oh, God. 9205 South Dixie Highway, borders at Kendall, noon to 2 this Saturday. We're going to be having a bunch of stuff to give away there. I'm sure we'll have more of our uh, stickers, our uh, DNH stickers and a uh, bunch of crap. Probably nothing from the station. Will there be anything from the station? No. No. But at any rate, uh, yeah, the Borders people, we're having a little bit of a problem with Carol over there at Center One getting the checks from them on a timely basis so we can keep remaking the CDs and, and keep this uh, process going, which is basically how a charity works. It's just a little bit of a frustrating situation this year, our Borders episode, but we're doing the best we can. Right? Isn't that what I said when I came in this morning? And you were getting hyperventilating and psychotic about it, and uh, all I said was we'll do the best we can. We had a goal of 200,000. I mean, Sam had a goal of 300. Pretend they're involved in it. They're not. And uh, that's the way it works. So we'll do the best we can. Here's a payphone in Miami. Hello. Hey, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. I heard you a couple weeks ago talking to a Christian woman. Yeah. You said that you didn't believe in the Bible. Yeah. Would you believe if I could prove to you there's a God? Sir, why, why, where does this come from? What, what inspired you to go to a payphone and start this? Because it's something I want to explain to you. You seem to think you know all the answers. I have no, an no, answer sir. For I don't have any answers. I don't have any answers whatsoever. I'm very happy not to have the answers because I don't care what they are. But I'm not the you, least bit interested. But would you just listen for one minute? About what? About, about how, how I can religious, religious spiel? That's your opinion. You, you're entitled to that. Yeah. You believe that. So why do you feel compelled? Why do you feel compelled to call me and try to uh, impose? See, this is the problem with religion in America: is it has to do with intolerance. If you believe whatever you want to believe, that's fine, and I'll listen to your song and a dance. But why can't you accept the fact that there are those of us who don't, who don't buy into the same bullcrap? That's no Everybody's problem. Everybody's got their own bullcrap. That's no problem. So why do you feel compelled to call me and try to uh, give me an offer I can't refuse? Because if you're not afraid of something, you wouldn't attack it. Well, what, what am I afraid of? You're, you're afraid there is a God. That's why you revolt. If, if, if there's no God, why do you worry what happens to people? Why do you viciously attack people? Viciously attack who? Christian people. If viciously attack Christians? Sure. You mean like the ones who are murdering abortion doctors like them? Well, they're not following the law of the country. Then. So, uh, why, why don't you tell me what it is you want to tell me, okay? Instead of All worrying right. about what I do and giving me a song right. about you... my life, which is so imperfect, why don't you tell me what the answers All are right. in 60 I... minutes or less? All right. Last, last chance. In the Bible, it says God yes. created the heaven and the earth. Yeah. Now, before there was any sort of a spaceship or any kind of a, a venture into space, how did we know that we were the only humans on Earth. In other words, there's no humans on any other. We're the only humans on Earth. You know what I mean. There is no other. How, how, do, you, how do you know that? Because there's already been three or four space probes that have been. And how far did they go, sir? And didn't they just find frozen water and Mars? Didn't they just find evidence that there might be water, which means anywhere else there's water, there's a potential for uh, at least minimal forms of life? Didn't and they just discover that already? Right. How many, how, how, many, how many spaceships have we sent to Pluto and Uranus and Saturn so far that have actually landed on those planets? How right. about other galaxies? I mean, you're talking, you're talking so juvenile and so primitive here that it's laughable. But of all the planets 
before the Bible, when the Bible was written, like you said. And, you know, also, and in the same paragraph you're talking about, in the same chapter, it says he made the stars also. The sun is a star. But those primitive assholes, who all they knew was to look up in the sky, oh, those are stars, okay? He made the stars also, right. as if there was I a difference that. between the sun and the stars. I understand that. That's so what's the answer? The answer is, I'm trying to tell you, why, how can you prove the Bible was written before there was any... Any well, why aren't you responding to what I just said? Tell me again. Why would I say he, he, he made the sun and the uh, earth and, and the moon, uh, to, the sun to rule the day and the moon to rule the night? Uh, how about all the other stars, which are also like the sun is a star? Right. How come, how come if they had, if this was the book of God, if they had some supernatural evidence that they couldn't see with an naked eye, how come they didn't know the sun was just another star? But, Neil, it's obvious. Why aren't you answering the, the question? Neil. We do not live on the sun because we were not made there. Watch okay, have a great day, pal. Ooh-wee. Sir? Yeah, right. How pathetic you were. Okay, we got one call left on the board, and look at who it is, okay? We got two open lines in Broward. We got all a date after going through that. Jesus, welcome back to America, Neil, where you got all these religious intellectuals calling with all this real good information who want to share it with you because you're afraid of God. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty Tom five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Oh my God, Jesus and Jehoshaphat. Hello. What is it? And Mary had a little lamb. And right. Police was what? Mary's on the lamb. According to this guy, though, uh, the big man has a penis. Yeah. Did he say that? That's what he said. Okay. Anyway, I heard. At him. the end of the call, I think I heard him say shalom. <laughs> Hey, by the way, the only thing good about Well, your laugh is getting bad. Your calls are getting bad. What's wrong with you? I think since you stopped doing the carrot juice, you're not the same guy anymore. Okay. What? Now, well, why did you, would you take offense at that? No, no, it is true. I've been horrible. Yeah. Anyway, I don't want to You have been that. bad. I have. Used really to be. Uh, even I used to defend you, but now you're becoming almost indefensible. Did you call George while I was gone, by the way? I did not, no. Oh. Can't no, imagine I why. Why not? Why should I? I said he wouldn't put me on Because he would. Yes, he would. He would like to abuse you. He no, would he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. George buddy. I know. Anyway, listen, there is one good reason to go to Spain. If you need to move your bowels. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's what I'm saying. But you got to go all the way to Spain. You can go to the pizza loft, have a good lunch, and, and within a half an hour, probably within 15 minutes. Anyway. Brain's uh, out. Well, anyway, this guy calls in and says to Hank, you think the dolphins are, are going to try to, uh, like, Step it up in the fourth quarter and play a little better. And there was two minutes of silence. Is that when Hank went to sleep? <laughs> yeah. Now whether he really now I'm, begin now I'm beginning to understand. It's no narcolepsy. It's just the callers are putting him into a coma. Exactly. I think it was, uh, it was a bit of a setup, but it was excellent. I think he just kind of, you know, sometimes you drop your head on the table. Yeah. On the counter and just mm -hmm. kind of lay there. I think it was one of those. No. Whether or not his that, diaphragm... That's not the inside information that I'm getting. Really? He really... The inside story is that Hank actually went into a little bit of a snooze, a mini coma right on the air. Yeah. And if it was that call, I can easily understand. Because obviously the answer is, they're going to go out there and try to play worse in the fourth quarter. Anybody knows that. They're going to try to lay down in the fourth quarter <laughs> so they don't cover the spread. Well, listen, I've got to go compress my diaphragm. Have a good... Okay. And that, too. Open line on day two in Broward, five eye on the payphone. That had to be a joke, wasn't it? Please tell me that was a joke. No. Had to be. Well, you know, people didn't live on the sun and Uranus. Oh, God. I can hear those bells tolling now on the old church in Amsterdam. 
And the only thing that the bells tell you is that when there's 12 bells, it's uh, 12 o'clock. When there's one bell, it's 1 o'clock. And that's it. That's all you need to know from religion over there. Not just in a heathen place like that, but in all of Europe, in 99% of Europe, the attitude of the people about religion, as opposed to this American neurosis, this psychosis, this Stone Age embarrassment that exists in this country, it just, it's just unbelievable. Except, of course, in places, civilized places like Northern Ireland. Here's a Pompano. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. In response to our last Christian caller. Yes. I sent you a couple of articles that you may or may not have received yet while you were away. Um, About the um, editorial in the Roman Catholic newspaper suggesting that murders of abortion performing doctors uh, might have some... Uh, there you go. I've got it in my hand right now, yes. Required reading for that mm -hmm. lunatic. Right. Not the real Christians. That's always the answer. Oh, those aren't the real Christians. Will the real Christians please stand up? Unbelievable. We are the only humans on this planet, by the way. I right. a roofer or something that's got this fire off. I, I, don't even I don't even recognize the name of the reporter who was, was covering it while they were showing you the live shot. It was the one? But he was really. saying... Uh, Oh, this certainly must need to be uh, termed a suspicious fire of suspicious origin because the only people up there with access to this building are the construction workers. Now, if I'm pissed off at the Miami Arena and I want to burn it down, I think I'll wait till it's done. Right. And really torch the whole thing. No, actually, what I would do if there's a pissed off construction worker, wait till I'm up there, you know, and uh, then set it on exactly. fire. But uh, that's uh, just typical for our friends at uh, SBN. But yeah, if you have the article, this uh, the Christian guy should listen in and uh, require reading for any of You know, when I was going to real religious school, I was raised a Catholic. And, uh, you know, we were kind of required to go once a week on a Wednesday after school. And, you know, religious was always supposed to be about love and, and understanding. No, it's not. It's about intolerance and hate. Hate and intolerance. It's right. unbelievable. That's all it's all about. It's about money, intolerance, and hate in that order. Yep, exactly. Have a great day. Thanks, Neil. God bless you. Okay, that takes care of our calls for today. We made it an hour and a half. That's not bad on the first day back. After being away uh, 10 days, that's not too bad, an hour and a half. Very good. Let's hear it for the audience, okay? Did we hear from one woman yet today? No. A nice lady that might call her and say, hey, uh, welcome back, Neil. Sure nice to have you back. We sure missed you. Or uh, blow it out your ass or either somewhere in between. Have we heard from one? No. Of course not. 5670056 line. As we continue searching for those eternal truths that only this audience certainly has got, that they're hiding, they just don't want to share with us. Like that guy in a payphone. He spends a quarter to share with us the goddamn word, and we still have no idea what the hell he was talking about. Next time you need a great pair of new shoes, don't go there. They'd be willing to fly for two days, nonstop, just to get there and do those little kids. Pathetic. Uh, but why the hell would anybody want to go on flights that are like 15 and 20 and 24 hours Jesus Christ. Now, we're talking about this yesterday. We finally get back after a 10-hour flight back on what is ordinarily maybe nine hours at most. And thinking, if we were on one of those 24-hour flights, even at the end of this flight, we still wouldn't be halfway through the flight. Jesus, Jehoshaphat and Paul Harvey Jr. Here's a lady in Cooper City. Hello. Hi, Uncle Neil. Welcome back. Thank you, ma'am. Missed you very much. Uh-huh. But you know what? George did a very good job minding the store. Right. He did very, we very sure well. We sure got those tapes screened out, didn't we? Yeah, you got them straightened out right now. Got rid of all that crap, right. <laughs> no, it was really wonderful, and we just missed you very much here. And there are lots of nice ladies out here who are listening to you. I believe you. I'm sorry we don't call enough. Okay. And um, I had a nightmare flight myself after Amsterdam once that took about 15 hours. 15 hours? Because apparently there was a major storm system, and we had to fly the polar route or some bizarre thing. And once we got 
through Atlanta. Once we got there, we had to circle Atlanta for an hour and a half because of the backup of all the flights. So I've been there, and the only way I'm flying 24 hours is if, is if I'm unconscious. Yeah, That's the best exactly. Way. Anyway, we miss you, love you. Can I get a shameless request in, Maybe. in there somewhere? Um, Clint Eastwood as the beaver. Okay, you got it. Love you. Have a great day. Bye. Okay, we have an open line in Dade 1 in Broward, 5670560, Pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. I mean, if you're flying on a big comfortable like a 747 in first class, even in Magnifica class on Alitalia, then it's a different story. We're on British Scare. Bad news, by the way. All of the major airlines, at least the ones, uh, you know, the, the big uh, international airlines like British Air and Alitalia, Lufthansa, they've all jacked up their business class rates, I mean, way the hell up there, so that seats they used to be about four grand are now like six grand. When the hell does it stop? Where do they find all of these suckers that have that kind of money? Where do a bunch of schleppers like us, I, I'm not, uh, I go on the Martin Airman, not because it's a great airline, because it's cheap. It's not a bad airline, but it's cheap. Who the hell wants to spend six grand when you travel in Europe 15, 20, 30, 40 times a year? Here's a mobile in the Ranger. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. I got a true story here about Larry King. Yeah. Back, back in 1992, my father was working in the radio business also and used the name on the air, Larry King. Uh, shortly thereafter, he found out there was another gentleman named Larry King. Used that had nothing name. to do with that. Yeah. Subsequently, my father was arrested and held by the Volusia County Police Department for two hours for not paying his child support. Uh, he was arrested yeah. because he used the nickname Larry King. Uh -huh. Now, he met that gentleman about three or four months later, and they did settle the name dispute. Unfortunately, my father, on the flip of the coin, lost the name. Yeah. And that's it. That's okay, thanks. Nice story. Okay. How long did it take him to make that one up? We have an open line on day one in Broward. Come on. One of the most unimportant people on the face of the globe, who's married to another one of the most unimportant people on the face of the earth, okay? Frank effing Gifford. And Larry, before they got into the second question, Larry, I want, I want to make sure the audience understands you and I go way back. We're really good friends. You know, before he started really getting the tongue all the way out, down to his navel, and licking from head to toe, and I must confess, I sat there and I watched the entire hour. It was like, you know, 2 in the morning, whenever the hell it was. I watched the whole hour because I was so captivated and fascinated that anybody this unimportant could say nothing and be on worldwide television for an hour saying nothing. A man who was a good football player, as if that counts, it doesn't count for too much, okay? And that's a lifetime ago. That's 40 years ago who is as bland and boring as vanilla pudding, as, as dog, just bland as they come. If you look up boring in the dictionary, it's got Frank Everett's picture next to it. Married to another one of the most unimportant, overblown, no-talent people who has ever been born, Kathy Lee Gifford. And guess what he kept talking about? You know, about when he had when when he got entrapped in that affair and they had it in the tabloids. And Kathy, through her religion, helped him find his new relationship with the Lord. He must have said that if he said it once, he said it six hundred and twenty two million four hundred and sixty seven thousand five hundred and nineteen times during that hour. 
about being a very, she's a very spiritual person, and he's now actually got this great relationship with the Lord. Isn't that always what saves these people? No matter how embarrassing their behavior, no matter how horny they were, getting caught with their pants down, their great relationship with God is what makes it okay again. Just like with Bubba at that prayer breakfast. I mean, not that anybody should have cared about a president who wants to get some good head or even a mediocre head down and married to the ice princess as he is, but, you know, nobody should have cared in the first place. But now, even so many of these bastards who are so concerned and so uh, self-righteous and sanctimonious, once we had the prayer breakfast and we're all doing our amens, amen, then it was okay. Now he's a good guy again. Let's hear it for Bubba, baby. Oh! 21 from Shula State, too. They're bringing in some oxygen, I understand, this afternoon to keep uh, Hank going. Well, you know, when you start getting that heavy, when you're making the big bucks from the radio and from the ESPN and you're uh, doing your show in restaurants day after day after day, piling on the fat, choking on your own fat, you got to have somebody to intercede. I'm, uh, we're we're going to have to take over personally. We're, not that I want to interfere. i got my own fat problems to worry about. But we better start uh, intervening in this, uh, you know what I'm saying? Do some intervenous. Venus, we got the, the books here at 6 o'clock, and we got Monday tonight, baby. Denver and Kansas City, a real mismatch. Bad one. Since September. I know how to do a talk show. Well, congratulations. Get a life. It's the all new Leave It to Beaver, starring Barbara Billingsley, Hugh Beaumont, Tony Dobbs, and Clint Eastwood as the Beaver. Wanted to see me, Dad. Yes, Beaver. Sit up. I am, Dad. Keep in mind, I'm six foot four. So, uh, what's the problem, Dad? Beaver, I have never been more disappointed in you than I was today when you walked in the principal's office wearing that horrible sweatshirt. Oh, you mean my Beastie Boys sweatshirt? Right. And I just can't understand it. Just this morning, your mother and I both told you to take that sweatshirt off before you went to school. Now, why did you deliberately disobey us? Come on, Dad. It's the biggest concert of the year. Run DMC and the Beasties. And I already got my tickets. Oh, no, Beaver. Oh, yeah, Dad. All right, you can go. I'll I'll try to bring you home a DMC T-shirt. 11.45 at 5.60 WQM. We have an open line in day one in Broward. Geldy did a hockey game, or at least a part of the game, a Ranger game, I guess it was. Well, he wanted to use that corny line about Wayne Gretzky's in his office behind it. I understand you're under a lot of pressure, Geldy. I'm giving you a lot of credit. What I heard sounded pretty good and a lot better than Christina Moore, but, uh, you know. All I guess Geldy would be one to use a lot of trite cliches because he's kind of a trite guy. Here's uh, Tamarack. Hello. Welcome back. Thank you so much. As far as flying to Europe, you get a legal prescription for coding. Take two. You're in no pain. You don't care how long it's going to take. Yeah. You, it constipates you, so you don't have to use that crappy restroom, which I do oh, mean. Oh, thank God, yeah. Yeah, right. after six hours, it's not real oh, clear. I've got that perfected. i got that down to a science now. Yeah, that's the only way I travel, and I have enough in case we hit delays so I can remedicate. I don't, I don't have any problem going over. I mean, the, the trip over was seven hours and fifty-five minutes. It was a piece of cake. It was like, uh, you know, I'm a veteran of it, so the trip over didn't bother me at all. But coming back, ten hours, and of course, you know, when you're going over, you got something to look forward to. But when you're coming back, you're already depressed. Yeah, you're looking forward to here. <laughs> right. 
Hey, this may be old news, and I just tuned in a little while ago, and I need the name of the book and the author, but did you talk about Charles Jordan and what happened? Yes, I did, yes. Oh, okay. Can you the name just, of the book? I just read, the name of the book is um, uh, Pros and Cons, and there are two authors, which I hope George has got written down because I don't have the book here. Right. Charles Jordan's in there, baby. He'd be back in trouble again. He'd be off the Dolphins because he's, uh, you know, he's a lifelong criminal. He's one of the uh, scumbags in the NFL, of which there are many, and professional sports in general. We got uh, plenty of open lines for your perusal. Hey, boys and girls, we only got two hours and uh, 13 minutes to kill. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Here's Kendall. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Listen, Thanks. last Wednesday, they pulled the plug on Kelly Craig. He's gone as his next month. Really? Yeah, they didn't renew her contract. And uh, I guess she asked for part-time work, but they said no. Yeah. What time to spend with your stomach, yeah. Mm-hmm. i tell you, the big butt's out of there. Yeah, she never, uh, you know, she had, she ballooned up. She was pregnant. She had the kid, and then she still weighed like 400 pounds, and I think that was the problem. I love Kelly, but... Every time they give those back shots, well, I'll tell you, all you see is her behind. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, that's the way it goes. Okay, thanks for the bad news. Like Kelly Craig, nice person getting screwed over again. Most of the good people get screwed over. Some of the uh, not-so-good people, like Anna Squeak, they, uh, you know, they get the... Well, she wanted to spend more time with her new, uh, whatever it was. Or the new kid, Curry. Open line in Broward, all three in date, of course. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T line. Do I have to read this article about Catholic newspapers editorial? Cites the positive effects of slang. Do I have to do that now? Because I really don't want to do that again. I don't want to come back here and do religion. Because I'm sure George talked plenty about religion all last week. Once, one day, two hours of one day. Oh, that's not too bad. That's not too bad for a uh, hard-headed uh, militant atheist bastard like you. Here's West Palm Beach. Hello. Hello, Neil. I would prefer to be more spiritual like Frank Gifford. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. The guy, George, that took your place was very boring. Really? Yeah. It was, at least you're funny. You know, you get a kick. Wow. Here and you, you're so, you're wild. Yeah. But he was, the, his topics were morbid. Well, like what? Well, he's talking about veterans. And who cares about that? No, I don't. I don't care about veterans. That's all. Well, it was Veterans Day, probably. Well, Roy, we miss you. You make me laugh all the time I listen to you. Okay. Bye. Thanks for sucking around. He just didn't like you. He said you were boring. You were talking about I mean, veterans. An old geezer. I talked about nothing that an old geezer would relate to. Old geezer well, relate to. Well, what do you mean? Young people care about veterans? That's an old people's time. No they, no, they don't. That's why I was talking about it. What? About the veterans and how they get the shafts here in the U.S. of A. On Veterans Day. I was talking you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of seeing on, on BBC especially, which as much as I like a lot of their programming, is very informative, very uh, interesting, very captivating. All of this crap, and they had to interrupt. They also had to interrupt on CNN, by the way, on CNN International. They had to interrupt the programming, whatever was going on, which it wasn't too much to begin with, to show us the Queen was there. And who else? And uh, Prime Minister Chirac, Jacques Chirac of uh, France, on uh, Veterans Day. And you know something? I understand that, uh, you know, you have to look back and we have to... Why do we have to? I don't know. Because the human race keeps making it to slaughterhouse. Look what they're doing in goddamn Indonesia, for Christ's sake. How could the world sit back and allow the Holocaust to go on? How could they allow what happened in Tiananmen Square? How could they allow what's going on over there? They do it because it's very easy. Because it's, uh, you sit back and you report it and you act, you know, suitably indignant about it. And that's it. And people keep getting killed. Just like George is telling me during the last break about this cruise ship that went out when I wasn't here during the hurricane. Well, how the hell could that... Oh, I, it happened while I was still here, but they, they, they I remember the story they were looking for. 
and they didn't find it because uh, it went down in a hurricane. And all the people, how many people? Forty? About forty. About forty people on board died because the cruise line. Now, do we know what cruise line it was? Not that we want to mention on the air, although I do notice there's a couple of spots crossed out on line. I think the Windjammer Barefoot Cruises. The Windjammer Barefoot Cruises? If I'm not mistaken, which I might be. Yeah. Not good to go barefoot in a hurricane. Huh? Not a good idea. Forty people on that ship, and they decided they made a bad decision to try to make a run for it and beat the hurricane. I was and, right. And guess what? Didn't happen. They died. They died? That's what you told me. They died. They're dead. So there's all kinds of insanity going on in the world, but why in God's name do we have to... How many times do we have to see those damn movies again about Hitler and the goddamn Holocaust and World War One and General Pershing and Pershing Square and all this other baloney? What difference does it make? Because they're still doing the same crap right now all over the world. The world is a goddamn slaughterhouse. And these vacations that I go on, you know, the saddest part of the whole deal is... Now, that last year I did get spoiled. Make no question about it. Make no question. Well, however that goes. Seven months. Now, I didn't... You know, if I would have been smart, which I'm not. Nobody ever accused me of being too smart because I came to work here. I would have taken the whole seven months, and I would have arranged for people to, you know, pay my bills and uh, take care of stuff, and I would have just gotten the hell out of here for seven months. Because when you go on a vacation, as you know, as those of you who actually look forward to going on vacations and really go somewhere and do something, you come back, it's like, like that, like a dream. It's like it never happened. It's like it never even happened. It's like you went to bed one night, you had a, a, an interesting, enjoyable, uh, bizarre dream for a few hours, and you woke up, and that was it. That's the end of it. Like it never even occurred. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Dear, welcome back. Yes, sir. I want to tell you, uh, Panthers are two out of three while you're gone. Yeah. You Philadelphia pretty, pretty convincingly. Pretty two to one, pretty convincingly, yeah. Well, they were outshot forty to fifteen, and they got uh, they won two to one, and they won pretty convincingly, yeah. I, well, they played better than the score indicated, I thought. Yeah. But did you? Do you, do you have they were outshot forty to fifteen. I mean, just because I wasn't here doesn't mean I don't know every little uh, detail that was going on. These were skated out like forty feet from the net, and they collided. Yeah. Knocked Van Diesburg on his ass, stayed down for like thirty to seconds to a minute, and uh, all these people that are still loving Van Diesburg uh, couldn't have to better guy. Meaning what? Well, you know, I mean, you go float out of your net, you're fair game. Yeah. And, uh, you know. I, well, I what, about the, what about the alleged racial interview well, with, uh, with Chris Grattan calling him a, 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 a f***ing uh, baboon? No, not the N-word, a uh, effing uh, well, that, baboon. That should not happen. I don't agree with that. But that was after the fact because, you know, if you, I just was curious if you get a... Wait, a chance to look at it, you know, look at the clip and everything. Well, see, I, I don't want to see, uh, right off the bat, the only Panther call out again is about Peter Worrell. No, 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 I'm not about Peter Worrell. Peter Worrell is not a hockey player. Not, he is never going to be not, a hockey player. He uh, Maybe he does look like a baboon. I don't uh, know. I haven't paid that much attention to what he looks like. But the fact is that you come back here and get, uh, get the newspapers that have been left for me. Big articles, Peter Worrell this, Peter Worrell uh, this. Peter Worrell is not anybody fancy to do. He's not a hockey Peter player. Worrell. I was just looking at the aspect of Van Beesbrook. No, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't got, see that. Well, you got a, he got hit. He got clocked pretty well. He was like yeah. 30 feet floating out of the net. Well, and, get his uh, ass back in there where it belongs. Yeah, he should be back in the net where he belongs. That's all. And I just, you know. And, I we'll, just, and we'll see him again here on wait, Sunday. Yeah, on Sunday. And uh, he was, to me, he's a turncoat. And, uh, I, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. What do you mean he's a turncoat? Well, you know. What does that mean? I just don't like the way you left here. You do? In other words, it was his fault the no, way no, you no, left no, here? No, 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 no,
So how does that get out of here? Another one of our knowledgeable sports fans, he's a turncoat because they wouldn't pay him what he wanted, and they wind up paying two stiffs more. Between the two of them, they're making more than what he wanted, and they got two stiffs for goalies out there now, and he didn't like the way he left here. Okay, thank you, sir. Well, why, why am I uh, getting surprised? Why, why does anything shock me here with these knowledgeable sports fans, especially the hockey fans, man? They really know their stuff. Make no mistake about it. <laughs> I didn't like the way he left here. Therefore, uh, you know, where else should have beaten the crap out of him? And it gives me tremendous pleasure, et cetera, and so on. As opposed to saying, gee, it would sure be nice to have him back in the net, as opposed to these two stiffs we got. Two open lines in day two and four has a sensitivity. QAM, the Neil Rogers Show, now on 560 WQA Erdale. It's Monday. Oh, God, Friday's just so far away. Here I'm trapped in this office today. I feel like crap because it's Monday. Mm, drop. 
Okay, 1203 at 560 WQM. We got the Hank Goldberg Show from 2 to uh, 6 this afternoon in Chula State, too. We got Booster at 6, Monday Night Football, Denver and Kansas City. Pretty weak game, 8 o'clock tonight. Speaking of week, by the way, what did I tell you when that Mike Piazza signing took place a couple of weeks ago? What did I tell you right here on this show? That was the beginning of the end. That was it. That was history. And what did I also tell you several weeks ago about that big black schmo named Mo Vaughn on the Red Sox? That big fat ash farter, Mo Vaughn, what did I tell you what a piece of crap he was? They offered him $60 million for five years. Simple arithmetic says to me, $60 million divided by five is $12 million a year, and he said, no, no, thank you. $12 million a year for a big, fat-ass Schwarzer, okay? And he said, no, no, thank you. And Bernie Williams, who is of undetermined origin, by the way, who really the Yankees did just as well without him in the lineup as with him this past season, according to what I've been reading over the last few days. But nevertheless, he's a, a superstar. He's a free agent. He wants $100 million for six years. Figure out that arithmetic. Okay? A little over $16 million a year sounds right to me. A little under $17 million a year. Is Bernie Williams worth 16 or $17? No. Dollars a year? No. Forget the million? I say a plague on your houses. I hope that all you sports guys, because when hockey, which they're on the verge of doing this, when they start doing the same thing, then I'll, I'll just uh, turn in my tickets, okay? I'll just go out and sell them on the street corner. I'll go out and sell them in the parking lot at the Sawgrass. A plague on all of their houses, and those people, those idiots, including some of the ones who listen to this radio station the other 20 hours a day, who support and subsidize this, you need mental health. $12 million a year for five years for a big, fat-ass bow like Mo Vaughn, and he's got the chutzpah to say, No. No. I want Mo. Two open lines in day two in Broward, 5670560, pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's Miami Lakes. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. If you put a monkey on the air, this ass will be calling you and telling you how great that monkey was. George sucks, man. Bring back. Yeah, okay. Yeah, bring back the turd. Okay, one call left on the board. They're banging and clanging out here. The construction people, they're banging on the walls. I'm, I'm back. Uh, I'm right back in the swing of it. Thank you. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the mobile one line. I'll tell you one thing: George may suck the big one, but George tells me that the phones were a hell of a lot better when he was on last week than what I'm getting here today. He said these phones were smoking last week. I got two stinking calls on the goddamn board, just like always, same old tired crap. The one thing that I come in here and dread, the one thing that I uh, approach with great apprehension every goddamn day of my life that I walk into this room is sitting down here and being met with this classic telephone indifference, even if most of the calls do suck, which they do. Here's a lady mobile in Miami Beach. Hello. Hello. My, uh, Neil, I wanted to thank you for telling off that jerk who called Van B for a turncoat just a little while ago. What an idiotic call that was. Well, I mean, you said exactly what I've been complaining about to my husband and anybody else who sits still and listen. They're paying more for two nothing two goalies sticks. when they had a, a real goalie, and he deserved what he was asking for. Yeah. And I also think that Worrell is really smart to not get all involved in that racial stuff. It's like every time he plays a game, somebody comes along and says someone called him a monkey. 
And um, I think that he's real smart to not get involved with that. The, the, only, the only one that I know of that ever used the term banana-eating ape was Brian Murray last time I recall. Right. And, and nobody talks about how well he's playing and um, how they won the game and it was a good win and all that sort of thing. Um, how well they, who's playing? How well the Panthers are playing oh. when they beat the Rangers, when they beat the Flyers. I mean, yeah. It was two in a row. I mean, hey, it was something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, um, I wouldn't you know, get too excited yet. No, I'm not. I'm not. I, I think that I hope that Van Beesbrook's best seasons are coming to him because uh, you know, from from the minute he did that at the beginning of the year, the minute his agent started asking for exactly, and and Heisinger doesn't mind raising ticket prices mm -hmm. and crying, uh, crying about nobody will build him an arena when he's got more money than God. So uh, anyway, that's all. I, that was my beef. I love hearing you tell that guy off. Okay. And uh, we'll see what we'll see what happens on Sunday. Yes, I'm going to be there. Okay, rooting, me too. Rooting for the Beezer. Okay. <laughs> See you there. Bye. <laughs> oh, we have an open line in uh, Broward. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. You're a little late. With what? Let me tell you. I gave up. I'm a season ticket holder, or was, for the Marlins. Yeah. For the Heat. Mm -hmm. For the Panthers. And for the Finns. Yeah. When they started... With the salary situation, 60, 80, 100 million every season. Crazy. I said to myself, later for this, I gave up all my season tickets, and what I started doing was sponsoring youth athletics, mm -hmm. and at least there you get some bang for your buck. When you go to a, a soccer game, like I sponsor three different girls' soccer teams, they treat you with respect, they treat you with, you know, all out playing. And that, to me, is what sports is all about. This whole situation with Piazza and Kevin Brown, way out of hand. When you think about, and this is not the greatest analogy, uh, President Clinton, who was under pressure 365 days a year for a measly 250 large a year. Yeah. In respect to a guy that goes out and throws the ball back and forth to the catcher and takes four swipes at the plate. Right. What's wrong with this picture? Well, what's wrong with it is that the American public are a bunch of morons, that their priorities are all upside down. And well, they, uh, they've, been brainwashed, they've been brainwashed into subsidizing a bunch of bullcrap, and the networks keep coming along, and it's a billion dollars, and it's a trillion dollars, and the sky's the limit, and I hope they all wind up losing their ass. Well, it's guys like me that go out and support these franchises, and it's guys like me that are backing out. And when I tell you backing out, it's not just me. It's most of the associates that I deal with. No one in their right mind. Uh, we've gotten calls from the Heat front office about, you know, look, don't bail out. The season's going to be here. We, oh, yeah, said, right. look, we don't care what the season is. Let these guys go out and work in public and find out what a real job is. Mm -hmm. And that's the beginning and the end of it. And most of those guys couldn't get a job in my public, so I'll say that. <laughs> Have a great day, pal. Thanks. We have an open line in Broward, all three in Dade, 5670560, Palm 560 on a mobile one line, 10 minutes past noon at QAM. QAM, I don't give a shit anymore. 1760 WQM, we got 400 Dade lines waiting on you, 5670560, Palm 560 on a mobile one line. I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about that Mo Vaughn thing, that Spo Vaughn, and the more I think about it, the more incensed I get, the more incense I start lighting up. You think about all the black guys in this country, some of whom are, you know, well-educated, some of whom have some skills, just can't catch a break. And here's a guy who's, who turns down $12 million a year to play baseball with his big fat ass. 
There's something. So there's a cigarette wood pile here somewhere. I'm telling you that right now. Here's a lady in Hollywood. Hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, ma'am. Welcome back. Sure. I just wanted to say um, I had an idea for the, I guess you heard about the Wayne Heisinger. They want to do a statue for him. No, I didn't hear that. Oh, geez. Well, uh, my stepfather actually brought it up. He thinks that they should take Al Goldstein's uh, finger mm -hmm. and put his name on it. Put Wayne's uh, puss right at the other end. Yeah. And also about the uh, the arena fire. Yeah. When I heard about that, I was thinking maybe it was a disgruntled uh, NBA player. Yeah, they're tall enough. They could probably, uh, you know, <laughs> just reach right up and start it on the roof. Okay, have a great day, sweetheart. Okay, we have an open line in Broward, three and Dade. Mobile and Weston, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How you doing? Okay. Welcome back. You have a good trip? Great. Uh, did you see in the paper today about the possible suspension for Worrell for the hit on Alexi Morozo? Yes. Well, what do you, what do you think is going to happen? I, you think I, gonna... How do I know? How, how could I think anything when I wasn't here to see the game? How do I know? Well, I thought maybe you taped it or something. No. Uh, as far as the NBA players, all, all, these players I mean, are... all I can tell you is that I have no interest in goons, okay? There's too many goons in the NHL. There's too many goons right. in all sports. This guy is not a player. I'm sick and tired of hearing about Peter Worrell. There's a mediocre team that's playing out there named the Florida Panthers, and it's a good distraction to keep everybody pointing fingers about him. He did this. He didn't do this. This one called him a name, didn't call him a name. That's good. All it is is a smokescreen for the fact that it's a very mediocre team. Uh, as far as all these other players, uh, all the money that they're getting, and, and it's outrageous. Uh, I won't pay for any of the tickets for that, but uh, you said you wouldn't want any of the basketball players at your public. I, I think we could really use them there. Tall enough, you wouldn't have to have any of these short stock people on ladders. And they yeah, can that's reach the top a good point. Good point. I never thought about <laughs> that. Get those prices down there where they ought to be. Excellent point. Thank you, sir. There we go. Let's get all those NBA guys in there at your neighborhood public. Reach up for me on the fourth shelf up there. Okay, no problem. In fact, he'll be reaching down. Two open lines in day two in Broward. Five six. And I played minor relief ball in the uh, in 1939, 1940. Yeah. I was in the Dodger uh, Dodger uh, organization, and uh, I was getting $40 a month and all the milk I can drink on the bus. Yeah, that'll kill you. Let me tell you something. That was great. Mm -hmm. $40 a month. I made the I played second base. I made the turn. I was hitting 280. I could hit a curve. But I could never get up into the bigs. Yeah. I'm looking at these, whatever they are. Assholes, yeah. Get 180, and they're getting two, three million dollars. Right. And they, and they can't. Look at this. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Cuban who can't field. They put him in as designated hitter, and he can't catch a fly ball. Who, well, Jose Canseco? Well, you. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to get that off my chest. But I'll tell you, this professional ball. Football, basketball, baseball, sucks. Amen. I've stopped going to every major league game. I've stopped going to football games. I've stopped. I... Fine. Here's a mobile in the gables. Hello. Hey, Neil. How you doing? Okay, sir. Neil, I'm just wondering, why are you bringing up race when it comes to move on? Meaning what? You're saying, oh, how many black people and, like, that dumb, whatever you call it, smart child. Why are you bringing it up? Why not? Well, when, when Mike Piazza turned down the big deal from the Dodgers, do you go, that stupid white guy? Yes. Oh, you, yes, no, I did. Didn't. Sure, I did. No, you didn't. You yes, didn't I did. I said white guy. stupid Guido is what I called him. That's right. Oh, you called him a Guido? Right. He is. No, I didn't call him a Guido. He is a Guido. Listen, listen. I agree with you about this. That's why I hate he's people. A, he's a Guido with no loyalty who belly ached about the fact that he, he was in shock that he was no longer wearing the Dodger blue because he demanded $100 million from them, and now he takes $91 million to play in New York. He's nothing but a goddamn whore is what he is. 
He's a I... Guido whore. Oh, that's beautiful. But listen, I just hope uh, baseball goes out of business soon. Me too. Because they're the worst sport, and uh, they're overpaying everybody. And that's the sport that really began with overpaying everybody when the free agency came right. around. You're right. So, you know, they started the whole madness. I say a plague on their house, pal. Yeah, Let them take their balls and pack them up and go home. Amen. Of course, this town, this uh, joint here, we're going to wind up, uh, you know, this place will go bankrupt because of the Marlins again. And Wayne still owns the Marlins last time I checked. By the way, did anything happen on that deal while I was gone? That John no, Harry? no, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to tell you something. When they approach you, you people out there in Radio Land, and tell you that they want you to buy those Marlins season tickets next year, you better show them where the goddamn exit is. You better make them hear that dial tone on the phone real goddamn fast. That's the one. Boy, that thing's kind of slow, you know. Oh, this phone system blows. Did I ever mention that? Two open lines in day one. I had Birmingham in the uh, Tuscaloosa game on uh, Saturday. Get a goddamn life, okay, pal? Go into rehab. Get a, get a lobotomy. See if there's anything left in there where that brain used to be. Here's a, uh, what is it? I'm on the wrong line. Mobile in North Miami. Hello. How you doing, Neil? Okay, sir. Just want to let you know that I was glad you're back. And yeah. uh, as much as George is a nice guy, he's kind of boring. But uh, we're glad you're back. Thanks okay, for thank you so much. He may be boring, but let me say it again. He had more calls in one hour than I've had all day here put together. That's what he keeps telling me. Every break, he says, guess what, Fat? So I had more calls on the board at any given time than you have put together here in two and a half hours. What's your big claim to fame after 23 years in this market? And I said, well, guess what, Mr. Smarty Pants? I just got my paycheck today. That's what I said. Oh, by the way, did you get your bonus yet? No, remember, it's doing the 20th. Oh, my God, this is the week, ladies and gentlemen. This is the week that was... Get Walter Cronkite back. Forget about that space shuttle, okay, with that old fart. Get Walter Cronkite back for one more go-round. We have the news event of the goddamn century, and it's coming up this Friday, November 20th, right here at WQAM. This is the day, according to Greg, I would never lie to you unless I was alone or with somebody, Reed, promised George his three, not one, not two, but three. Uno, dos, tres. Under trois. Got it? Uno, due, tres. Three bonus checks all in one this Friday. And if that money isn't there on Friday, it's going to be a long vacation for some of us. Because this man came down here and made a blood oath right on the goddamn door. Look at that. Made a blood oath on the goddamn door, this Greg Greed. That after all these months of prevaricating and bullcrapping and stalling and stonewalling and just playing out bald-faced lying through his goddamn teeth, that George would finally get his bonuses. And here's a guy that comes in here and does the whole week, which prevents them from having to pay somebody from coming in here to do the uh, fill-in, who probably would have sucked anyway and been a lot more boring than George ever could be. So this Friday, I want everybody in this town, I want every man, woman, and child. In fact, it should be a holiday. The kids should be allowed to stay home from school on Friday to listen to this show and see if this man finally comes through. This is the, this is the moment of truth. It is. This is the greatest test in the history of the human race. 
far more meaningful than any of the Monica Lewinsky bullcrap, any of that garbage. And I'm on vacation the following week. Yeah. So if you also take it off. Yeah. Then we'll be on. Oh, no, it's a fellow show. There's going to be answering the phones, running the board, and payment. That's what that check was for. 1226 at 560. Ben Coates, get away from the ball, motherfucker. 32 at 560 WQM. By the way, I guess I should, in all fairness, mention, I did see this story. Ken Caminiti of the Houston Astros took less money, just like Mark Grace did a couple years ago and should have stayed in Chicago. Ken Caminiti showed a little bit of loyalty, took less money, turned out an offer from Detroit, who wants to play for them anyway, and uh, stayed in uh, Houston. There you go, Ken, baby. So there's a few guys around like that. Not too many. There's a couple. They can scrape by with their six or seven or eight million or whatever the hell they're making. They can make ends meet somehow. As opposed to uh, that greaseball Mike Piazza and that big scroll mole. Open line at day one in Broward. Five, six. And you know something? There's no NBA season, and you better pinch yourself right now, boys and girls, because somehow our lives are going on. Oh! What a revelation, huh? Can you believe it? I can't hardly believe it myself. That life as we once knew it is still going on. The world is still spinning around. God is still killing people. Oh, by the way, the name of that cruise was the Kamikaze Cruise that those people died on. The one that went out there in the middle of Hurricane Mitch and said, let's, let's see if we can't beat that storm. Could they uh, beat the storm? No. They're all dead. What was it again? Barefoot. Uh... Here's, Jim. <laughs> Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Hey, George. Uh, yeah. Hey, Neil. George Rodriguez Show. <laughs> What's happening? Neil Rogers filling in. Hey, good to hear you back. Mm -hmm. Hey, whatever, what, what really did happen then? I heard that, the, the, that they found the ship, but they didn't find the people. Is that true, or is everything's gone? They're dead. Oh, oh well. Hey, um... <laughs> yeah. All right, there's nothing I can do about it. Sorry. Uh, exactly. There's no sense in overreacting at this point. Right, I'm working, man. I mean, the Titan um, those people from the Titanic ain't doing too good either, you know. Listen, it's good to have you back. And listen, um, that John Henry deal was done while you were gone. It was? Yeah, George said we got a fact. It was? Yeah, that's well, Saturday. How come when I say that here on the sports station, how come we immediately don't get, like, all kinds of bulletins and bells and buzzers going off? I don't know. I, it's not that I really care. It's just that was the big news that day. Well, then, then let me just amend what I said before. John Henry, uh, if he does know that, he'd still just tell him no. when he wants you to renew your ticket. Oh, tell no. him no. You know what the first thing he said, though, was, don't you know, is that uh, he needs a new stadium. Yeah. Of course. And I know you don't like sports, John. I mean, well, you do like certain sports, but did you hear... I don't Saturday? like sports. Well, I know you do like certain sports, but the Saturday you left, about your Spartans, yeah. what they did? Yeah, about how they beat the crap out of... Uh, who the hell they yeah. upset? Yeah, that was good. That's what I wanted to say. Who, who, who did we beat? We beat Notre Dame earlier. Right. You know, because... Oh, Ohio State. I saw all the highlights. That's right. They yeah, beat the they crap out of Ohio State. Right. right. What a game that was. There you go. Hey, Neil. I miss you. George was great. He, he held his own, and us people too. And you have a good one. And have a great life. So people call are calling that that Kennedy uh, did go to the Astros or something. He he is with the he was with the Astros. He's with the whatever you told him, Joe. Wait a minute. He was a Padre. Oh, that's right. He used to be with uh, Houston, and then he went to uh, San Diego, and then he went back to Houston now, but for less money than Detroit offered him. That was the point. Isn't that the point, Joe? That's the point. Right. Also, I forgot that he went to San Diego. I mean, let's face it, San Diego, even as good a season as they had, they're a nondescript team. If you take Tony Gwynn off of that team, and Kevin Brown, which I'm sure he is going to be off that team, did he sign while it was gone? No. Did he sign? 
We don't know anything, okay? It's your sports face. We know nothing. But the point I'm trying to make here, San Diego's a boring and nondescript team. Even with Greg Vaughn, even if they had Mo Vaughn. Maybe they can get Archie Vaughn. And here's a big article by Michael Russo, by the way, in yesterday's Sun Sentinel. Worrell can withstand verbal blows just as well. See what I'm saying? Let's just make a big deal about Peter Worrell as if this guy's, uh, you know, a big black guy named Peter and can really play the game. And uh, just obfuscate the fact that we got, you know, an organization that don't know their ass from their elbow and a very mediocre team. How about those Maple Leafs, huh? Oh. Now we're talking. Played a lot of games, but nevertheless. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Great. Welcome back. Did you hear that Bobby is buying up a gas station for over the place now to do the same thing, hitting with blockbusters and everything else? Oh, really? Baldy's going to give us the gas? Yeah. Uh, you better check it out because uh, that's, that's in every major oil publication uh, that we have in the market right now. He's buying up gas stations? Uh-huh. I'm getting uh, gas just thinking about it. Okay, pal, we'll, we'll check it out. Let me know which stations he's buying up and we'll make sure we don't get no gas there, okay? We'll pee in their tank. We have an open line of date. Yesterday's was at the Herald or Sun Sentinel, one of the above. Big puff piece by uh, one of Wayne's uh, henchmen from Republic Industries uh, on the op-ed page going on and on. It must have been 6,000 paragraphs about how Wayne never stole a freight train, and he's a wonderful guy, and he likes to win, and he likes to do this, and et cetera and so on. Right. We believe you. Here's Plantation. Hello. Hi, Neil. How are you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, the thing with the Wayne deal while you were gone, Wayne and Henry played the media like a fiddle. You know, Henry called up and said he wasn't interested. Well, that happened just before I left, right. And he uh, said that Wayne was called and offered the team to two people from QAM and the two newspapers and a couple other guys. He was going to have them run as board of directors. Oh, yeah, that was the last thing I heard before I left. And he did hear that. And then the deal completed. And the reason uh, George's board was lit up is he was giving away three cases of beer to all the gringos who let us spick ass into the country. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, thanks a lot. Great. That's exactly how I put it. Right. Okay, we have an open line in the day. What kind of beer were you giving away? Cuban beer? Carib lager. I beg your pardon? Carib. Lager? Lager. Oh. Mmm. Isn't that the kind that the jocks enjoy in the lager room after the game? Open line got to the part about John going to Rome and having that affair with the um, the Swiss guard, the young guy. And he, well, we're getting to that tomorrow. See, it turns out that all those things that I made up about the Swiss guard, I didn't. I just assumed them, and they turn out to be true. We got the inside story. All a bunch of fags. Yeah, yeah. It's big in Miami town. At five six zero W Q A N. Okay, welcome back. This is Kathy Lee Gifford here on the radio answering your questions and helping you with your marital problems. Let's go to the phone. Hi, Kathy. I have a question about my husband. Your husband is a piece of sh A piece of sh that cheating bastard. Okay, next call. Hi, Kathy. Hi. Yeah, I wanted to ask you about what you said about Bill Cosby. Bill Cosby is a piece of sh Child, woo, woo, alert. He's a piece of Okay, one more phone caller before we take a break here. Hello, this is Kathy Lee. Hi, yeah, Kathy. I'm calling about the earlier call. When you called that guy mailman a piece Caller, of are you married? Uh, well, yes, I You're am. a piece of A piece of You cheating bastard. Okay. 
Don't forget the media have decided that Kathy Lee and her husband Frank Gifford are two very, very important people, and you better you better believe it, okay? Whether you like it or not, they're important, okay? Is that okay with us? Uh-huh. And she's helped Frank find a relationship with God that he's never had before. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Yes, sir. Hi, Neil. Welcome back. Just a couple of quick questions for you. Okay. Uh, about the argument about the, how much money the athletes are being paid. What's the definition of a fan? What is the definition of a fan? Mm -hmm. Well, there's all kinds of fans. There are front-running fans. There are fans who are like live and die with their team, who support a team because they enjoy the uh, sport. It is a uh, you know, recreation or whatever the hell it is. I mean, I mean, I agree the fans have been taking advantage of, but it's not the player's fault. It's like the owners are giving them the money. I mean, if your boss walked in and said, yeah, I'm going to give you $10, $10 million for your show. Yeah. I mean, you're going to take it. You're going to take it. Right. I, mean, well, I, I don't. There's no question about it, but the problem is you've got these asshole owners that continue on the one hand bellyaching about the fact that it's out of control. They all keep uh, you know, shuffling the figures, complaining that they're losing money, and then they turn around and uh, they give the money, figuring that there is no limit that the fans won't... won't uh, there's no tolerance level. In other words, no matter how much they keep raising the prices, the... Okay, I want to bang on it. Well, I already banged on it a lot, but that was an empty but, but the bottom line is this. This town existed before we had professional baseball and hockey, if I do dare say that. Now, was, was this community better or worse in those days than it is today? Is there any question? No. Is, is the quality of life improving in this town because we have more professional sports? No. Oh. Here's Oakland Park. Hello. Yeah, Neil. Yes, sir. I want to tell you about the arena. You finally won and won this shoe. That they started putting lids on all the sodas now. At the uh, Mac Arena? Yes, sir. They put lids on the sodas. Yep. Oh, my God. Oh. How do you like that? You missed that when you went away, but they did it for you. They did, yeah. They sneaked it in there while I was away, so I couldn't take credit for it. Right. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you very much. Okay, there you go. I got the sound taken care of. I got the goddamn uh, shots on goal up on the big board there so everybody can see them. I got the lids off of there. Now, the goal lights, I'm sure they still have the same stinky goal lights because that would be too obvious. That would be too obvious caving into one person who's a real fan, one of the very few real fans that attends the games in that arena, that understands what's going on and what takes place in a real major league arena. Even old places like Maple Leaf Gardens where they got the big goal lights and they have to have real big ones because they're going off a lot this year, baby, for the home team. That's right. Because Toronto leads the league in goals oh, and in points, oh. even though we played a lot of games. But nevertheless, we have an open line, open line in Dave Wood and Broward, 5670560, oh, and pound 560 on the mobile one line. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, Neil, did you uh, hear Joe Sison's definition of fudge packing at the game yesterday? No, I did not. I couldn't believe it. The other announcers were just they were speechless. They say, I'm not touching that. One of the they blocked the field goal. The Lions blocked the field goal. Mm -hmm. And one of the defensive linemen was trying to block the field goal. Another guy got behind him and like pushed him from the back. And just said, Then that's what you call fudge packing. Really? Was like, were you fudge packing? Oh my god. He was fudge packing and the other announcers just shut up they, they, they just sat there speechless with their young. They were they were stealing Mandy's material again. There it is. I just, uh, I just, it was funny as hell. Thanks for the good news. Okay, thank you. 
Yeah, these jocks, they can say whatever the hell they want. Well, you fudge back And it's okay because they're jocks. Although I'll tell you, we're driving back from the airport yesterday. Got the Dolphin game on, Dolphin Carolina. Gets the girls team again. And uh, Zimper is doing his usual staccato, uh, you know, kind of a nondescript play-by-play. But Mandish is on there. It was that fourth down play right near the end of the game when the Dolphins are trying to run the clock out fourth and three. And uh, this time it was on the other teams, uh, you know, on the other end of the field instead on their own. And they go for it and they make it. And Mandich comes up with, all right, in the back. And I just almost drove off the road. I was laughing so hard. Nice going, Mandich. Yeah. You're the best, baby. Two open lines in Broward, 560 on a mobile one line. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. What's up, buddy? How you doing? Great. Uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to add two things. Um, first of all, I just wanted to know that 94.9 data stole another piece of your material this morning. Yeah. The Swish Bananas. They were pushing bananas? Can you believe that? They were playing. Push bananas. Really? I heard it this morning when they were, whatever, when they were doing Well, I show. hear that Castor Nova in his spare time, that's what he likes to do. Yeah. And I want to know, have you seen Terry Bradshaw lately? He looks like a cancer baby or something. Now Is he, he really? Like, he looks like crap. He lost like 100 pounds. Looks like he's going to die soon. Oh! Well, that's the best news, and it's not, not even 1 o'clock yet. And do you think Mo Vaughn knows how to spell Mo Vaughn? Not no Mo. Have a great day, pal. He don't know no Mo, okay? All he knows is where to put the X, and he ain't putting it on no 60 million for uh, five years. A lousy 60 million for five years? Are you guys crapping me or what? This guy, he wants to get paid by the pound is what he wants, so I just dribble my... <laughs> oh, Ooh, look at that. Just dribbled out a uh, chewed-up meatball. They shut the cameras off too soon. Yeah. Yeah, you guys would love that on Whammy. Remember that show? Well, thank you. know something? I, I never, even as I've been fighting the flu for days, not the flu, I shouldn't say that, a little cold, because it was, you know, the weather was a little on the raunchy side. But um, successfully fighting it off, I might add, and I think I'm going to do that this time. Just a little bit of ache and uh, whatever, a little congestion. But I, other than that, I feel so great, and it's just taken me till now to realize that the main reason I feel so good is that we actually have the lights on. We don't have Fat Joe in there, like, munging and farting all over the place. We don't have, like, a little uh, sideshow going on here. We're back to the way it used to be before June. Like a real uh, pleasant experience, almost. We just had all these phones lit up here. Look at this. Only four uh, goddamn calls on there. What? Only four. I'm just being facetious. More than we had the whole last hour. Hey, listen, you don't expect a big response here on a Monday. You don't go away on vacation. Although I will tell you this, used to be I'd go away on vacation. We'd play those tapes for a week, and I'd come back. It would take me a solid week to get any of the audience back because they were all gone during the vacation. So you can make all the comments you want about George if it makes you feel better about yourself. But he did one hell of a... Okay, John. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello? Neil, good afternoon. Yes, sir. Um, I, this is a, I'm a first-time caller, and I feel that... Uh, I may represent the silent majority. I'm a three-venue uh, season ticket holder for a number of years. Yes, but this happens to be it. Uh, the salaries got out of whack. The tickets are out of whack. And I know three other people that uh, sit close to uh, me in the uh, in these venues. And that's it. They're finished. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, think it's ridiculous. Well, what's going to happen down the line is that... Uh, the sports is the sports are going to die. They're going to hope, but they're going to have to hope for. You know, I mean, if that's happening, that's fine. But the little guy's not going anymore. Right. I mean, you know, I'll go to a college game and uh, you know whoop it up with the kids. I'm 56, but uh, hey, what the hell? You know, yeah. have a good time at that venue. Right. So uh, that's all I have to say. Okay. 
Thanks. Thanks, Tom. There you go. That's the attitude of a lot of people. And, of course, uh, there are many people out there that do have to, like, uh, share tickets because the expense is so great. They're going to say, yeah, you keep them, okay? Find somebody else to uh, sucker in on this. Because the prices continue to go up and up and up, and they wring their hands, and they wail, and they gnash, and they moan, and they go on strike, and they have lockouts. And then in the meantime, uh, well, guess what? We're going to be raising prices next year. Just say no to all this insanity, all this highway robbery. It's not that important. It's not that good. It's not that enjoyable. And if you took away Gary Glitter, you wouldn't even know that there was anything exciting going on. Alleged. That's right. If you took Gary Glitter away from the sports in America today, sports would be all out of business tomorrow morning at 6 o'clock. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah, there we go. Let's crank it up. There's something good going on out there, baby. Kill it. Bunch of bullcrap. 1257 at 560 WQ. It's like a fake orgasm going to sports today, man. Oh, yeah, it's really exciting, isn't it? Well, if you want to play for AL. Neil Rogers Show, now in Fort Lauderdale. It's the one to two hour. Hey, Frankie does a hanky panky. 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 You're caught on video, you're not amused. It's even worse when you're in tabloid news. This girl blew the whistle, Frank couldn't have known. He never even made her in zone. Don't forget, there's two very important people that I mentioned that today. It's 103 at 560 WQM. We got Hank from Shula State 2 at 2. We got the Boogster at 6. We got Monday Night Football at 8 o'clock. Denver and uh, Kansas City. As Denver will go to uh, 10 and... Uh, 10 and... Oh! Thank you. Two open lines in day one in Broward. Five, I see Boca Bryan's here. I feel better already. No, seriously, since you walked in the door, it's either the soup I just had. From Tony's, by the way, did I mention our friend Tony's? Not enough. Not enough. Thank you, Tony. Or what, what's his name? Brad. Thank you, Brad. Is it Tony at Brad's or Brad at Tony's? Whatever the hell it is. Tony's on the street. We thank them profusely. Good stuff. See, we know how to get the free food on this show, baby. Oh. We know how to do it. We don't have to call up and uh, get into big arguments with our good friends like our friend at All-American uh, Sub. Two open lines today to one at Brower, Brad Perlman. 5670560 and pound 560 on the oh. AT&T line. Scott, whatever his name is, Brad, Scott, Tony. It's all the same. Seen one, you've seen them all. Here's Miami. Hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. How's your vacation? Great. Hey, Mo Vani, he's not worth anything, man. He stinks. Does he? I mean, he's horrible. I mean, you know how many donuts he eat today? Yeah, probably uh, two, three dozen easy. Uh, but what was the name of that guy in the 70s? He used to play for first base for the Red Sox. Guy in the Big 70s? Big guy. Yeah, he wore a, wore a baseball helmet. Played first base for the yeah. Red Sox in the 70s. He looks like Mo Vaughn. Yeah. Big, dark, complexed guy? Yeah. 
Beats the hell out of me. George Scott. George, oh, George Scott. Yeah. yeah right, George Scott. He, he was uh, getting paid by the pound, too, right? He was ten times better than Movon. Yeah, you're right. Good point. Okay, we'll give George Scott the money. And George C. Scott wants some of it, too. Oh. He wants a piece. All the uh, date lines are open again here. Tremendous response. We're giving away beer. Anybody want some beer? Uh-huh. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Uh, yeah, I come in here. I get to give away a bunch of crappy old CDs that Tracy Media can't give away to anybody. Oh, I that's on a Monday. You gave away CDs also? Well, I had I special ordered a whole bunch of weed CDs just for that Monday. So I was over there smoking weed in Amsterdam, and you were giving away weed CDs. So what comes around goes around. All kind of ties in together. A lot of drugs in Amsterdam, man. That's all we did for 10 days. Just drugs, drugs, more drugs. Anybody believe it? No. Just spread the word. Here's a mobile in Hollywood. Hello. Mobile in Hollywood with that radio cranked way up. How you doing? Okay, sir. How you doing today? I, I, want, I just came back from you, Todd. I, I just wanted to say that uh, that uh, Carmelone on the radio, I mean, that's a joke. Yeah. I mean, that's an absolute He, he joke. do not be treating his wife bad, and if you do not believe it, he'll come down there and kick your ass. How do you like that? Yeah, right? Yeah. I, I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Right. I mean, I can't believe they actually. I mean, that's like letting you go out on the basketball court and going away for, with a, for a fadeaway shot. Exactly. You know, I for mean, for a fadeaway like, shot, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> All right, uh, hey, can I call somebody a douchebag? Go ahead, pal. Yeah, I like to call Jason from Bel Air a douchebag. Okay, say hi. So you be saying hi to Carl for us now, okay? Oh, look at that. We're down to one call on the board. Time for some music. Now that I'm feeling better. No, we want Gary Glitter. Where the hell you got Gary Glitter? You holding back on us? What? Joe has it over there. Oh, Joe's got Gary Glitter over in the other building. How come we don't have our own Gary Glitter guy then? Here we go. Come on, crank it up, Joe. Let's hear it. There's something great going on out there on the court on the field. We can't see it, but everybody's getting all excited and whipped up and pissed off and fired. Come on, let's go. Oh, God. I've had ball movements that were more exciting than this goddamn song, I'll tell you that. Including recently. That Dutch food will kill you. Open line at day. Oh. All three and uh, wherever it is. Okay, kill it. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. That's right. Convince the people they're having a great time. It's exciting. Do you believe us? No. Those uh, $4 sodas, they're pretty good, aren't they? No. At least they give the fans the lids on the sodas now at the Macarena. Nice going, Neil. Neil, come on. Here's a mobile in Palm Beach. Hello. Yeah, how you doing, Neil? Uh, glad to be back. Uh, I'm glad to have uh, you back. Uh, I'm talking about you. I'm sorry. Oh. Yeah, you know, I have a question for you. Uh, what's the name of that book that you read on the air a couple of weeks ago about the uh, football players? About the scumbags like Charles Jordan, who's off the team now and got arrested again? Yeah. Pros and cons. And you were reading another book as well, too, the following week. Lost Rights by James Boulevard. I read most of it on a plane on this trip, and it's just uh, the best. The best. Oh, oh okay. It gets you real pissed off and fired up, man. Okay, well, uh, glad to have you back. And, um, George, I know you tried, guy, but, uh, watch, watch, um, old man a little more, all right? Okay. Thanks, okay, watch the old man. Okay, look at the old man. He's got one call on the board. Watch that, because I got no beer to give away. No, uh, old CDs from Tracy Neely. No weed CDs. How about let's give away some weed? How does that sound? Uh-huh. Huh? Anybody want some good weed out there? Brought it back from Amsterdam. Uh-huh. Some good skunk. In fact, uh, that customs guy said, what smells in your suitcase? So I said, just a skunk. He said, okay, go ahead and have a nice show tomorrow. 
560 on the AT&T wireless line. Everybody into that Gary Glitter. It's got me and my insides are churning. It's either that or the soup. One or the other. It's got my insides just, my kishis are twisting from Gary Glitter. Because when I, when I go to a sporting event, when I make the effort to drive three minutes up the road to see those hockey games. It's me fired up when I hear someone say that. You better damn well believe it. Nine minutes after one at five seven. WQM. Thank God that CNN is right on top of it, baby. We made a quick turnaround from crisis in the Gulf to back to investigating the president. All right. Okay, we have two open. Oh, you're right about these the callers. They will. They're not dedicated. They are not dedicated to the one that they love or hate or are indifferent about. Because we go into one of these long, ponderous QAM only in the world break. Half the people that are on here, you can have all the lines. You can have people like over the uh, number of lines. You know what I'm saying? If we have six lines, which we do, we could have ten people waiting. And by the time they come back from the break, there are two left, which we have right now. Every goddamn time. Even George, as great as he was last week, even George said this happened to him every Even giving crap away, they wouldn't wait. How do you like that? Because it wasn't good enough crap. That was the problem. Two open lines. Here's Fort Lauderdale. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, did you know the Tennessee Oilers changed their name to the Tennessee Titans? Start in 99? No. Isn't that a high school name? The Tennessee... Right. <laughs> yeah, good point. Good point. Nobody does, I guess. Two open lines in Dade and two in Broward. This is our last call for calls. We've got 44 minutes to kill here on my first day back from vacation. Is it going to be one of those? Uh -huh. Jesus, God almighty. I'm going to have to go home and eat some fish food or something. Five six seven oh five. Probably why I don't feel like a hundred percent myself. No fish to them. Hardly any. Just the last thing. Here's uh, Miami. Hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back, buddy. Sure. Um. Uh. First of all, George did do a uh, fantastic job while you were gone. Mm-hmm. And um. Second of all, I wanted to know when you're making your next appearances. This Saturday. This Saturday when? Kendall. Borders in Kendall, noon to 2, 9205 South Dixie. Beautiful. Okay. See you there. See you there. Bye. Going to be down there at Kendall with all of our people, all those positive people. We'll see who shows up there in Kendall. That'll be real interesting. See if we get Julios, if we get old Jews, young Jews, Chargers. Who shows up there at Kendall? Borders in Kendall, noon to 2 this Saturday. Our Senate One campaign, we got 60,429. We actually have more than that, but we have more of these. More Borders problems, man. Boynton not reporting in, Kendall not reporting in from last week, the Grove Plantation again. And look what we did in the Boca store last week. We did $20. Oh. One whole CD there, or cassette. Probably a cassette there, because, you know, anybody that's that cheap can't afford a CD player. Man. So we got a long way to go. We got a little over 60 grand. We probably got about 65, I would assume, give or take. But it's a real struggle, man. It's like getting these phones to ring on this station. Everything here at QAM is a real struggle because you're all alone, mister. 
You're all alone. It's all strictly old. Hey, oh, God. That's right. No more supporting cast like the old days on another station. You're all alone, stark naked in front of the world. What a disgusting thought that is. Oh, God. Five six seven oh five. Here's a mobile in Opalaka. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back, sir. Thank you. George did great. Yeah. And how about them uh, high gate drugs over there in Amsterdam? How about what? The hot gate drugs. Yeah, hot gate drugs, right. Mm -hmm. Another guy with no material. Two open lines in the Broward and all of day. We got one call left in the board. Let's get that Gary Glitter queued up again. Huh? It didn't, didn't work this time. Didn't convince this audience that there was something exciting going on here. In fact, it's had a reverse impact. They scattered when they heard that. 5670560, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Anybody got anything today? No. Anybody got anything about those poor bastards who drowned in a goddamn kamikaze cruise? No. About that fire in a goddamn new arena? No. About the sale of the Marlins made official? No. About the goddamn money that all these athletes want? No. About uh, Carl Malone talking illiterate on radio talk shows? No. Okay. Just checking. Here's a mobile in Coral Springs. Hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Yeah, I hope you had a nice time over there. Great. The best. Okay, George, uh, George did well to the ground, and uh, the only thing I wanted to talk about today, and you've been talking about it since the beginning, was I think Monica sucked too much on our president's wiener. She got some of his balls because they should have done Saddam. Yeah. They should have done him real good. That's and, right. And and like you say, let's start a new page. Should have wiped the wiped the place clean, but they didn't. And uh, you're just, right. Just the like uh, just like Clemenza said in Godfather One, if they would have stopped Hitler at Munich. We could have, uh, you know, avoided all this bullcrap. Exactly. This is the second time around for us. Here's a guy that's making chemical weapons that's trying to, you know, develop uh, mass uh, chemical weapons usage so we can destroy everybody, uh, all his enemies on the face of the earth, which is almost everybody, including a lot of his own people. And we're like, uh, we're, we're negotiating with him like he's some kind of a rational human being. And we have, we spent like all this just money. Let, if you just let us keep coming back in there and inspecting and try to catch up with what you did the last couple of weeks, uh, then you're okay. Right, exactly. And we keep spending this money, sending our people over there, getting sick, coming back here. Okay, time to go back over there. Well, okay. let, me, let me ask you this. They spent over a billion dollars last February, the first time that we pu pulled this crap. Now right. they spent, because because they've they've been able to, uh, you know, uh, come up with better means of doing these things, we've streamlined the operation. They've spent hundreds of millions this time. So we're talking about $2 billion that we've spent. That's the U.S. government, not the United Nations. Two billion dollars that the U.S. has spent. How much would it cost to get somebody to knock him off? That's all it is. Not well, less than gotta, two billion dollars. You got to send some. You got to send some people to take care of him. That's over right. There. But the problem that I see is that nobody's got any balls left, and even his own people and the people who live around him are saying, "Please do us the favor." Yeah. And that's uh, what I have to say, sir. Have a nice day. And back to you. That's right. Okay, we got one call left on the board. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty on the AT and T wireless line. Obviously, these people are very whipped up and uh, fired up about that. About Saddam Hussein, goddamn Saddam. They don't give a crap. All they want to know is where's the free beer. Here's a mobile in Hallandale. Hello. Hey Neil, how's it going today? Okay, sir. I want to be the first to congratulate you for pulling that website finally off. The NeilGod.com seems to be officially gone. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, uh-huh. Okay, two open lines in uh, Dade, three in Broward. That's, that's Adam's boyfriend. Five some voice today. Didn't work. Five Silas line. Pembroke Pines, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Did you hear um, about uh, Charles Jordan? Did I hear about it? 
Yeah. I talked about it, sir. I read the article out of the newspaper. I talked about it from the book Pros and Cons before I went on vacation ten days ago and told you what a scumbag he was. Yeah, I know. He got cut and hurt back. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And have a great life. Okay. One call left on the board here. The worst, every day is the worst. And then that one asshole again that's obsessed with the website. That, that guy's pathetic. You need to, next time he calls, which believe me, will be as soon. You need to get that number and get him a lobotomy. Get him a mobile. He calls on a mobile. Or he calls on a mobile. He can afford it. Well, he likes all that, uh, you know, real artsy-fartsy stuff. Probably got a computer laptop sitting right there in his uh, car, in his uh, pickup truck. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Last call of the day. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Welcome back, Neil. Thank you. Listen, George, he might have had some interesting topics when he was on. Oh. Of course, he spent, you know, a few hours every night researching. But he how, how do you dead. know that? How do you know how many he hours? Said he, it. he said it on the radio. Yeah. But he is dead. He is the most monotone voice that if I'm driving on the highway, yeah. I have to turn him off. I fall mm -hmm. asleep. Well, you seem, to be in the very, you seem to be in a very small minority, sir, because the overwhelming majority of people, said, including the people that greeted me at the airport, said he did a fine job, and I would tend to believe them, but have a great life. Like I said, a lot of people here with nothing to say. Like I said at the very outset of the show this morning, and I'm right as usual on target, because I am. Oh, God. All the day lines are open. We got an open line in Broward. We got 400 open lines. Are we still on a year at Fort Myers? Does anybody know? No. Does anybody care? No. Five, six, seven. Oh. We, see, that's another thing about this company that's so great. Don't get me started on it because I've been back almost one full day here from vacation. They don't bother telling you these things. It's like, well, you know, we'll do whatever the hell we want, and uh, you just butt out. We'll use your material however the hell we want because we're paying you a lot of money, like, uh, you know, like the big shot, like their lawyer said. We're paying him a lot of money. If he has to do this show in a broom closet, that's where I'll have to do it. Okay, thank you. And they sure lived up to their word on that. Here's a mobile on the alley. Hello. Mobile on the alley, yes, sir. Hey, Neil, this is Bob. I'm, uh, we had a great time yesterday at the Jiffy Leaf 300 in Homestead. Yeah. So I sure am glad to be getting the hell out of this town, man. It is just madness. Crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know what you're saying, Bob. All right, man. Go Lightning. All right. <laughs> okay, good luck to you. You'll need it. Oh, boy. Are they, are they, and just when they extended Jock Demers' contract because they got hot and they won a couple of games, right away they went right in the tank again. Getting just walloped, getting their asses whipped day after day after day in front of invisible crowds, by the way. They have thousands and thousands of people in uh, disguised as uh, blue and green seats and orange seats in that new expensive arena downtown. See, this is what's going to happen all over America, boys and girls. More new arenas, more new stadiums, more new facilities. We've got to have them. We've got to have them. Skyboxes and suites. And guess what? More and more empty seats and more and more franchises going out of business. Oh! Where it goes. One plus AM. Neil Rogers. A message from the Stress Society of America. Do you feel uptight? And it seems that every little thing bothers you. I mean, it really gets up your ass. Do you scream at your coworkers and find yourself tearing your own hair out? And do you lay in bed at night thinking, why am I like this? Well, the answer's simple. You don't need drugs, and you don't need counseling. You don't even need to spend a dollar. Unless you're real desperate. Because all you need is to go out and finally get laid. If the preceding message offended you, in any way, please take this advice. Yeah, man. 129 at 560 WQAM, Vancouver, British Columbia. An editorial in a Roman Catholic Church newspaper has drawn sharp criticism by suggesting that the murders of abortion performing doctors might have some positive effects. 
The editorial appeared in this week's edition of uh, BC Catholic, published by the Catholic Archdiocese of Vancouver in the aftermath of the fatal shooting of a doctor in the Buffalo area who performed abortions. Police think the shooting was linked to three snapper attacks in Canada since 1994 that wounded abortion-providing doctors. The editorial written by BC Catholic editor Paul Schratz, rhymes with rat, said several times that murder is evil, but controversy is flared over one passage in the editorial, and I quote, How can anyone help but be pleased that the murders of some abortionists just might have some positive side effects, Schratz wrote. Fewer doctors are willing to face the stigma and now the threat of personal harm associated with, with performing abortions. It goes to show that our powerful and all-loving God can bring good from any evil situation, writes Mr. Ratz, Schratz, Schwantz. Let me read that one line again. It goes to show that our powerful and all-loving God can bring good from any evil situation. Our all-loving God. Right. That's why we got that new... Uh, uh, epidemic of flu coming that you were telling me about before the show today because he works in mysterious ways. That's right. He's all loving. We have an open line at day two in Broward, 5-3-AT&T wireless line. West Palm Beach, hello. West hello. Palm, yes, sir. What's up? How you doing? You have a good vacation? Great. Good. Hey, uh, I just want to talk a little bit of ho uh, hockey with you. Um, I was wondering what your thoughts on uh, the Panthers so-called power play, and do you think Murray might consider going back to putting Whitney on the play? No, he will not, because he's a hard ass, and he doesn't like Whitney as a player, and he's not going to do it, no. Why does he not like Whitney as a player? No, you'd, you'd have to, you'd have to ask him. Play. I have no idea. You'd have to ask him. That, you don't know anything about it? No. Because he's not, I mean, Whitney's tape to tape on every pass. And yeah. It's obvious that he creates a lot of scoring positions. You don't even hear, I mean, Rimmer never gives him credit. That guy's pathetic. Yeah. Um... But Murray, he just he just doesn't like him. Huh? But doesn't Rimmer say as as we affectionately refer to him as the wizard? Doesn't he say that? If I hear Rimmer say as we affectionately call so and so, that went out with knickers, Rimmer. It's boring. It's terminal, Rimmer. Stop living in the past. That's like the marsh pegs. It says I affectionately call Rimmer the rim job. There you go. He's pathetic. Well, that's how he said so. All right, thank you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> He's no guilty. Oh! He's the new star of Panther Broadcasting. What does that tell you? We have an open line in uh, Dave. Oh, 560. Where the hell is, uh... Oh, my God. What is that thing under? I feel really, really shitty. What is that other one under? The Denise Pot Band. What's word? The other one where he uh, blurted that crap out on the air. Don't you remember that? Oh, it's, oh that's right. Well, you see, you tipped, you tipped it with that spook thing. You spooked it. The callers get spooked easily. A lot of spooks in New Jersey. Sorry, well, I've been away for 10 days, okay? I've been, uh, I've been dealing with enough spooks out there in the streets trying to peddle me uh, illegal drugs in Amsterdam. Not too many, just enough to be annoying. We have an open line in Dave. Here's Fort Myers. Hello. Hey, hi. You know, how are you doing? Okay, sir. i got a couple questions to ask you about Amsterdam first. Is there Naples hash and Afghani hash in Amsterdam? Is there a what? Is there Naples and Afghani hash in Amsterdam? Yeah. Fly around here for about 20 years. Yeah. And the other question yeah. on, the other thing I want to ask you, I read Lost Rice the other day down at the uh, bookstore library. Right. And I want to know how come everybody thinks their football is so much more important than our rights. Exactly. Good, uh, good point. I mean, I just can't believe it. I sit here and listen to your show every day, and nobody cares about our rights. All they care about is what happens at Joe Robbie Stadium and what happens at the stupid ice hockey rink. You got it. 
Okay, Mon. Talk to you later. Okay, see you. Okay, keep your passport handy, especially where you are. Two open lines in Dave Muckstrap Station. Don't you understand that, sir? That's the only thing that counts is people with their ball games with Gary Glitter. There we go. America has been brainwashed. They've been mesmerized. They've been hypnotized. In their sleep, they're going, that's what they're doing 24 hours a day between their ears. They're glittering with a bunch of overpriced horse crap, and somebody tells them that they're having a great time and that it's entertaining and exciting, and they say, oh, yeah, you're right. You got a good point. Here's Pembroke Pines. Hello. Neil, welcome home. Yes, sir. Listen, uh, you were talking earlier about the pros and cons book. Mm-hmm. He had on uh, one of the authors of pros and cons up against a uh, New York sports writer, uh one of the NFL personnel guys and these two old-time Hall of Famers that I never even heard of. They're two senile old men ganging up on them and, you know, pretty much sticking up for the football players. And it was funny, uh, Johnny Cochran made a comment to one of the guys there, the author guy, you know, that these guys have a right to play football. He says, you know, if the judge set them free, they have a right to play football, you know, and he said something about uh, being for kids, you know, leaders and this and that, and it's like, you know, that doesn't make a difference and da-da-da, you know, this is a business and da-da-da-da-da. And just totally, you know, we're attacking this guy, which I sat there and laughed the whole time, this, you know, this guy against... Well, you know, the Charles, the Charles Jordan thing that happened on Saturday, now right over this last weekend, if this doesn't open up anybody's eyes, if people aren't going to race out and get that book and read it, and start learning the messages in there, then, uh, you know, what the hell with it? Because basically the message is that the NFL doesn't give a crap. So long as it isn't anything about betting or something that sheds a bad light on the league itself, then uh, they don't give a crap what kind of gangsters they bring in. They don't care. Exactly. Exactly. Also, while you're going, we caught another pedophile up there in Lauderdale. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about that. No. That's just one more off the street. And also, uh, I was in the truck when you were... Uh, gave the name of the offer for that lost right. James Boulevard, B-O-V-A-R-D. James Boulevard. All right. Go on and get it. Have a great life. I'm okay. heading there now. Okay. Two open lines in day two and brunch on another gut-wrenching, on another blood-twisting and blood-curdling Monday here in the big city. West Kendall, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. How's it going? Welcome okay. back, sir. Yep. Uh, First-time caller, welcome Julio. Just wanted to call you up and I'll tell you a great show. And I wanted to cast my vote for George. Did a kick-ass job while you were away. And uh, from one Julio to another George, fine job. And uh, a little fire report for you uh, yesterday. I don't know when you got back from Amsterdam. Was it yesterday? About uh, 4 o'clock. How about that? During the day, uh, I hate to use the call letters, W-I-O-D. Yeah. Actually preempted their regular coma-inducing programming to air the Jiffy Loop 300 over the radio. And I cannot think of a more boring thing to listen to than the three guys with motor sounds in the background. I don't give a shit anymore. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> there was one good part, though. Uh, yeah. One of the driver's names was uh, Dick Trickle. And it was yeah. kind of fun to hear him uh, talking back and forth about Dick Trickle on the track. Back so. memories of Amsterdam. Okay, have a great day, pal. Okay, we have two open lines in the day. One in Broward, 60 in Palm Beach, a couple in Fort Myers, or anybody in Jupiter, Tequesta, down in Key West, down in uh, Monroe County, over on the West Coast, this county, that county, Hillsborough County, Pen- Penis County. 5670560. Oh, See, let me just say this, okay? 
The overwhelming majority of the audience has cast their vote. Management has cast their vote. I have cast my vote without even hardly having heard any of what George did. George is doing a vacation. Now, next week we'll both be on vacation at the same time. Well, I'm going to be on vacation, though, on Thanksgiving. Holiday. Don't say I'm going on vacation again. They'll be riding in the streets. You're taking another vacation? Only $50. That's right. So George is going to do it because the majority... So those of you that want to call in and badmouth like a bunch of little children, uh, you're just wasting your time. You're just spinning your wheels. Find something else to do because it sure as hell beats those tapes. And when the people at Miami International Airport greet me by saying, boy, George did a great job while you were gone, I know that those uh, real tough critics over there, they can't be feeding me any BS. BS. That's right. Because some of them even spoke English. That's right. Good people over there at Miami International Airport. They take good care of me. Oh. They escort me right through there. Of course, John, they said, take your bag over there and put it through the x-ray. No, they did because he always, he always, you know, how, why can't I teach him to lie, okay? He always has to write down that he's bringing back candy. He buys tons and tons of candy and packaged cheese and all this other crap. And, of course, you can't bring, bring certain things you can't bring back, like fruit. In fact, that when we got off the plane, they said, oh, you can't come in. No fruit allowed. I said, okay, we'll go back. But uh, so every time we go through a stuff, so they push him over there, and he's got to go put his, uh, they got to give him a cross-examination. What do you got in there? What are you going to do with it? And where did you buy it? And meanwhile, they're giving me a whole critique on the show and about you did this and the TV show, on and on and on. And, and of course, people are lined up for, they don't care. I'm a celebrity at two places, three places, Publix, the, uh, the Mac Arena, and the Miami International Airport. Oh! That's it. On the show, nobody cares, okay? Dayton Broward, they couldn't give a crap less anymore. Just a doddering old fool. But at those three joints, I'm a superstar. Oh. Make no mistake about it. 21. Send somebody over there to knock that guy off. Uh, I think George had a good idea. He was talking a while back about all the losers in this country that we put in prison. Why don't we... Uh... Send them over there. Give them a chance. To no, I say since you're from Michigan, I got a better idea. Send Gerald Ford over there to do the job. That's it. He might shoot himself in the foot first, but he can do it. He ain't doing much else these days. All the other ex-presidents, they're doing important stuff. George, Gerald Ford, he's there, you know, shooting himself in the foot and trying to uh, chew gum at the same time. Two open lines in Broward, Palm Beach, uh, 6,000 in Fort Myers, 25,000 in Key West, 5670560, Palm 560 on the AT&T wireless line. Margate, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Neil? Yes, speaking. Hey, how you doing, man? Listen, you, it's funny. You answered my the one question I was going to ask you just a second ago while I was listening. Is that book is called Lost Right? Yeah. I heard you reading from it a couple of weeks ago. I thought it was uh, some pretty powerful stuff. It's dynamite. I was reading it on a plane yesterday coming back. It's unbelievable. Really? What is the author's name? James Bovard, B-O-V-A-R-D. That's the last time I'm giving it out. Bovard, B-O-V-A-R-D. Okay. Hey, and listen, let me, let me, I want to make a comment on it, on the, uh, on this Iraqi thing. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand why people get so worked up about it. I really could care less whether that guy lives, dies, or, or I'm indifferent to it. So, in other words, if he develops chemical uh, weapons and, uh, you know, uh, like anthrax and all these other uh, chemical weapons that can kill millions of people, you're not concerned about that? Our government and, has, uh, our government has a mountain of that stuff as it is. Why can't he? Who cares? And why are we sending aid to these Honduran people who are actually, actually are harming our country by flooding it with drugs? But I mean, doing half the damage to Honduras. Oh, 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 oh. We have two open lines in Dade, one in Broward. Find this guy's uh, flying carpet, okay? His magic flying carpet. And maybe he can fly away on it. Here's a mobile in Miami. Hello. 
Hey, Neil, how you doing? Welcome Great. back. That last call was uh, all the reason why I hate getting off that plane every time it lands at the airport. Well, next time, take me with you, will you? And that's the reason I'm calling you, is I want to let you know about the moral decay going on down here in South Florida, and it's the perfect time to get the hell out of here. Yeah. Uh, that, that place down in Fort Lauderdale, I know you're familiar with it, that beach place and that new river place or whatever those places are called. They always have some kind of place attached with it. They're going to hell in a handbasket. Those cops just sit around and watch the whole thing. It's full of thugs, bums, drug dealers, and a bunch of petty-ass little kids looking for fights. And you go out there, take your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, and go out and have a nice meal, and you got a bunch of kids that are sitting there taunting you and messing with your wife or girlfriend, and the cops just sit around with their fingers up their ass. Yeah. It kind of gets, uh, it kind of gets annoying. And I just want to see if anyone else feels the same way about all the money they've dumped in that place just to let it go to the fuck. I don't even know what the place is you're talking about. That beach place and that new river place or whatever the hell that thing's called out there. I have no idea. I don't uh, go anywhere near that uh, part of town. Well, neither will I from now on, let me tell you. Anywhere east of uh, 441 is uh, alien to me. Actually, anywhere east of the, uh, anywhere west of the Atlantic. Anywhere east of, uh, anywhere east of uh, University Drive is too dangerous for me. Have a great life, pal. Good luck to you. Hook him up with a guy uh, from before. Just called this before. We have an open line polluting this country with all those drugs. Yeah, That's right. Blame it on the Hondurans, on all the dead Hondurans. I guess now that all those people died down there in Honduras and Nicaragua, now we don't have to worry about drugs anymore, right? Yeah, maybe we can just hope for a hurricane to go through Jamaica and uh, maybe uh, Haiti and yeah, uh, Republican Dominican yeah, and, uh, and uh, Colombia. Yeah, Get away and feel the release. Smell the fresh sea air. In the unparalleled experience of Cuban rafting on Big Lake, it's like a vacation away from your troubles. Your life back home is whatever nature has planned for you that day. Unpredictable, breathtaking, life-threatening Cuban rafting on Big Lake. Roll your way to something better. Roll faster. No faster. Here come the sharks. Gotta roll much faster than that. Roll, damn it. Paid for by the U.S. Navy. 155 at 560 WQM. That's right. We don't care that Saddam is worrying, working on making nuclear weapons over there. Do we care about that? No. No, we care about the fact that uh, people from Latin America are pushing all them drugs into this country. Isn't that what we're concerned about? No. Oh, my God. Where do we find these? Oh, speaking of uh, Cuba... George says he had a call from somebody in Cuba last week, and uh, Fidel is taking the woodpecker off of there that was blocking our signal, and they can hear us loud and clear every day, and they're listening to... Oh, God! ...and loving it every day there in Cuba. How do you like that, okay? Fidel is a pig, okay? Fidel is a monster. Et cetera, and so on. Now, they don't want to hear that. Only the old Cubans here want to hear that. Here's a mobile in uh, Naples. Hello. Hello. You do have a, uh, listeners over here, and we called George last week. He just forgot. Yeah, well, he's uh, under a lot of stress. And uh, I was just He's under a lot of pressure waiting for the bonus checks coming this Friday. It's a big day. They're coming. Life. They're coming. Yeah, it's yeah. all the British. I right. talked to Beasley, and he said they're on the way. Oh. He's not to worry at all. Yeah, checks in the mail. And uh, he said, uh, Beasley said, in the beginning, there was Neil and Phil Hendry. Yeah. And Neil knew everything there was to know, and Phil knew the rest. Uh-huh. Now that Phil is gone, George is taking over. Yeah. And we're proud of him. Okay. okay. Whatever you say, pal. Bye. Have a great day. Okay, that's George, George Beasley's boyfriend. Now, how come you're not putting Fat Joe on? You're trying to keep him off? He can wait. Can you wait? He said you can wait. 
What do you mean I can wait? That's what he just said. I can't wait. He's trying to push you back until after it gets to be 2 o'clock, and then we'll say, oh, we ran out of time, we can't talk to Fat Joe. Oh, that's Trying to horrible. get even with all those bad farts you cut in there. Yeah, I, I listened to him all week last week. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, just making sure you're okay. You got back okay. None of those Eastern Bloc men kept you over there. No, we're doing great. It was fantastic. And I called to tell you that I was one of the people that bought the James Bovard book. And great. ordered it from from Borders, but yeah. they ran out. Huh. They sold out. How do you like that? And I picked up a couple sets of your CDs for relatives for, for Christmas. Great. Always like this, Fat Joe. <laughs> yeah. And it's just making sure you're all right. I'm doing fine. Now, how, how long is that show going to be on, that piece of crap? I mean, that great show of ours. <laughs> Who knows? They own it. Yeah. <laughs> so they can put it on as long as they want. Everybody's watching, man. The I... uh, the passport guy, Miami International, yesterday said, hey, you're on TV. And I said, uh, hey, big deal. Hey, I went to look for houses yesterday, and the people whose house I looked at go, oh, yeah, the only show I watch on that station is the Neil Rogers There you show. go. That's it, Brian. It's kind of a communist conspiracy. It is. Hey, okay, Joe, take care of yourself. You too, Neil. See ya. Bye. There's Fat Joe. Okay, won't hear from him no more now. Uh, seriously, he's supporting the show. He went out and bought the CDs. He went out and bought the Boulevard book. He's not just some uh, pot-smoking simpleton uh, who's uh, a fat slob that you think he is. Oh, he is? Here's uh, Pompano. Hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Welcome back. Thank you. I don't know if anybody caught this yesterday, but did you happen to catch the end of that Cardinal Cowboy game? Yes, I did, as a matter of fact. That was one of the worst calls I've ever seen in my I, life. I didn't catch it live, but I saw the replay because I was... Uh, I finally found a game that was at least competitive, the Jacksonville-Tampa Bay game, which right. most of the games were so bad. So I was watching that, and then I flipped over, and I saw the... Uh, just just at the end when they showed the replay, that was unbelievable. He, unbelievable. He tackles the guy in the end zone which it would have been first and goal on a one-yard line. And, of course, there's no question in our minds that they would have scored and sent the game into overtime. But, He's uh, blanking in them. He's blanking in them. It's amazing how even if you're playing at home, the cow when you're playing the Cowboys, yeah, they right. still get the call. The, the fix is in, baby. They're you the luckiest stepping yeah. team in football. And too bad that Dion was uh, limping around there yesterday, wasn't it? Oh. What a bad break that was, huh? Too bad. Won't see his ass no more. Unreal. Well, I just wanted to get that off my chest. I, I couldn't. I was appalled. One of the worst in the history of mankind. But like you said, the fix is in. All right. Have a great day, Neil. I'm back to you. Okay, there you go. Okay, let's uh, not push our luck. Because I got one thing I discovered about coming back and doing this show. It'll make this. Oh my God! Wow. Although I had, I had. What the hell did I eat? What the hell was it that inspired me? Because we didn't eat that much over there. The food in Amsterdam is garbage. We know that. But there was something, some meal that I had that just absolutely, all of a sudden I woke up at 2 o'clock in the morning and I was going back and back and back. I wish I would have had a scale just for that one morning because I guarantee you I out at least 10 pounds. I mean, in my lifetime, there was one session that lasted like a half an hour. I was sitting there. I mean, no, well, it's part of life, okay? It's part of life. I realize there are people who get very uptight about these things, but happens, okay? That's just the way life is. It happens a lot. And when you work here, it happens all the time. Okay, Hank is coming up next. We understand that Hank's been doing a little oxygen this morning, so we don't have any more of these ponderous calls that put him into a coma. Hank is at Chula State, too. We got uh, the Booster 6 o'clock, and then we got the Monday Night Football. Bad matchup. Denver pounds Kansas City 8 o'clock tonight, but don't bet on it. And nice job again, Geldy. Unbelievable.